0: This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Chucky e. Chan's Martial Arts and Crafts Emporium. Chucky e. Chan's Martial Arts and Crafts Emporium. You know my uncle, Jackie Chan, as a spectacular martial artist. I'm not, because I personally abhor violence. And more importantly, the geese really upset my psoriasis. But I have been around my uncle and martial arts all my life. This store is a testament to that. We sell the highest quality martial arts related crafts. You see a lot of boards being broken in the belt test and they are all just so played. Spice it up with some googly eyes. Or with just a few pipe cleaners and creativity, you could change that board into a swan we can tie-dye your gi and bedazzle that belt. All of the best martial arts and crafts and more. Just as for me, Chucky Chan. Yeah! Chucky, you are a big a disgrace. <laughs> Uncle Jackie, you're so funny. Chucky Chan's Martial Arts and Crafts Emporium. Hello, and thank you for cracking another Road Soda. Name the five best podcasts in the world. Road Soda, Road Soda, Road Soda, Road Soda, Road Soda, because we spit hot fire. I'm Isaiah Cooper. On this episode, the tinfoil hats descend on Area 51. And ring, ring, who's that? It's Nielsen. Did you listen to that Joe Rogan episode? With me is... Greg McGinnis. Whether the universe ends
1: in a crunch, a freeze, or a rip, you still gotta pay attention to your money, right? And also, find out how a 15-minute movie can save Tom York 15% on his car insurance.
0: Well, oh, 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 here we are again. Episode 98. If you guys ever wanted to send anything to us that we would read on air, because we'll read anything obituary. We'll read your obituary on here. We don't care. Send it in. We'll read your living will. We don't care. And uh we'll read your Miranda rights. We don't care. <laughs> and uh you could send all of that to road soda mail at gmail.com and uh, we'll say, "Hey, thank you so and so for writing in," and then we'll read that thing. And then I uh, will send you a nifty little postcard right to your house to say thank you. So if you do write in, be sure to give us your mailing address as well. We we promise we won't send any kind of mail order scam. Uh, or any kind. Any kind. No kind of. No kind mail of mail order scam. scam will come to your house that says, "Quick, quick, give us a lock of your hair so we can get you your winning numbers, so you can win the lottery." That is not the kind of stuff that we will send to you. Anyway, I mean, we can. We're not at that stage yet. We're not at that stage. We're getting there. First, we have to collect all your addresses. <laughs> <laughs> Please, guys, uh, follow us everywhere at Road Soda Mail. And then, uh, sorry, don't not at Road Soda. At Road Soda Podcast, you can follow us everywhere and subscribe. And maybe leave a review. And then also, uh, just, uh, you know, do what you can to help support your local grassroots homegrown podcast. Because... We're one in 700,000, guys. We're just a fucking dust in the wind out here. What? What's even the point the e- anymore? The e-wind. The e-wind. Ugh. That's the worst. <laughs> that's the worst. Greg had, uh, on the last episode, before we jump into things, we had Dan Frigolette, the Italian vaudevillian stand-up comedian. He's not vaudevillian at all, but he's a comedian. He's also host of the podcast "Porn Stars or People." And Greg, you had some things you wanted to, because there was a couple facts that you were pretty taken with.
1: I got, yeah, I got super into it when he was. Ba- and I, I agree with the general gist, and I do not want to try and dis.
0: Yeah, because where the where the statement came from is true.
1: It is true. He was saying many famous people have their start in some wealth or some other entertainment entity so it's like the kids or like the
0: what's that called what's that word?
1: Uh well if it's relatives the word is nepotism. Yes. And I guess it kind of translates if yeah. you're friends or cousins or fucking co-workers, whatever. And he was complaining about that and he got us all into a lather about it. I was right with him. And he said, Yeah, you think fucking Amy Schumer got there by herself? No. Chuck Schumer is her uncle and he fucking wrote the checks and I was like, that makes sense. Wow. I've been blind for all this time. Turns out they are related, very distant. He is like a cousin to her
0: aunt, mother, something. Well, it couldn't be on the mother's side. They have the same last name. Father's side. Yep. That would make sense. I would have to be, yeah, because they have. So, and then also with the... um, what was the other one? The though? Taylor
1: Swift one Taylor was more agreeable. He went, Swift,
0: Taylor Swift, Swift trucking. And I went, God damn it, that bitch, she's been lying to us. It's, it's like he was just pulling shit out of nowhere. Norm McDonald. Yeah. You ever heard of the nope, hamburger place? Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he was just at that point. The Taylor Swift one is
1: a total inaccuracy. She, Her dad was a Merrill Lynch financial advisor. It's easily debunked. We looked it up. No, I didn't. Uh, no, I didn't either actually. I told someone and they immediately and looked it up and said, you're a fucking idiot. Up. Although Isaiah's Isaiah's response to finding out on the Swift one was great. I said, dude, nothing to do with the Swift trucking. What'd she do? And what did the father do? And I said, He was a money manager for Merrill Lynch. He went, Oh, it's practically the same thing. <laughs> I said, Still though.
0: Still though. Right. <laughs> Still pretty. So
1: anyway, we are all about factual Information. People on this come podcast.
0: to Road Soda for a very specific reason. Factual
1: infotainment is what. we're That's all right.
0: About. Factual infotainment. That's our. That's our slogan right underneath. Says, road Soda. Factual infotainment. And I am an Amy like a long that you could drink.
1: Longtime Amy Schumer fan. I know you. If you listen, you know. Isaiah is not as big of an Amy Schumer fan.
0: I am the opposite of what they call. Him. I'm an I'm an anti Amy Schumer. Much,
1: but and we flip flop on Taylor Swift. He's fucking great <clears throat> Gaga for Taylor Swift. There's a little entanglement there if you want to know about his musical taste. Toxic relationship. I mean. Well, now we threw in a Britney Spears reference. You can see he is girl crazy
0: in the CD collection. you're you not it. crazy about Britney Spears. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking Jews. That's uh, that's the name of my new band I got coming out called Breaking Jews. Nice. But for now, let's get to some news. Uh, Greg, this poor poor man. I'm sorry. Oh my god. I I I hate every I hate every single news. We just had to stop for a split second because let me. This is just a shout out to anybody in the world that ever might think of running some kind of news website. The way you stop everything that I'm looking at and put up a fucking thing that tells me to turn off my ad block or tells me to subscribe to your fucking shit, I will never, ever, ever subscribe to your shit, ever. So give it to me for free or I'm not going to pay for it. Or find another way to make money like (laughs) everyone else on the fucking internet. Put ads on the side. Sell ad space on the side. Quit stopping me from reading your fucking information anyway this comes to you from i'm not going to read your name because fuck you because that's what you get for stopping this whole podcast when i was trying to read your shit anyway this one's kind of down it's a little bit down dad's bizarre statement in triple homicide a tale of throne chair wiped off knife and prepared baby bottles this is actually uh so what happened, Shane Walker gave detectives a bizarre rambling statement when interviewed hours after his two young sons and their mother were found dead in their South Beach home. Jeez. Portraying himself, and he's, yeah, so he's talking to the, the. this was like his statement after speaking to the, the cops, and he was portraying himself as a doting father, but also mention, mentioning a knife he had wiped on his shirt. It's like, why are you mentioning the knife, buddy? and stated the children's mom could never take him in a fight. No, we're not, why would you even, <laughs> we weren't really talking. I asked, Something in your eyes made me think, I need to point that out. We asked you how long you were married. <laughs> Bitch could never take me in a fight. Whoa. <laughs> All right, buddy. Um, and the, so also, he also asked one of the cops when he was like in the hospital at one point being held, and uh, there was a cop there, obviously, because I was like Beyond Watch and watching him and not? and they asked him, uh, what would you do, the guy asked the cop, what would you do if your wife hurt your children? Just asked him. And so, obviously, that's, all this stuff is like, kill, can, it, can and will be held against kill you? Kill her, and then them,
1: I guess. Why? What would you do? Uh, well,
0: yeah, why what would you do? <laughs> Just kill everybody you could see? I mean, Jesus what Christ. else? Mm. So... Uh, from what from reading this and reading the statements and everything it seems like that's what happened is his wife drowned the kids and uh, he killed her
1: oh okay
0: that's okay. what it seems from from reading this which she what, killed
1: the kids and then he killed it. which is
0: really common like the probably the most common murderer of children is their own mother
1: I don't know about that
0: what do you think murderer when I'm saying people murdering children the most common murderer of children is post part of depression. It's like the most... I mean, you do hear them. about it. You do hear
1: about it. But yeah. I don't know, this is the most... A lot of shit kills kids. As,
0: I'm, well, are you talking about just kids dying, like drowning in a pool? I'm talking about a human being that murders a child. I think most the most common... Most likely the mother. Okay. And, um... But she, but yeah, and then the most common murderer of a of a wife is a that's true. You're definitely most likely to be murdered by your spouse. That is indisputable. Indisputable. So this whole thing, statistically, saw it coming because whoever the murderers are, their
1: spouse and their kids are the fucking closest. So when that's they right. decide to go into murder mode, they're the most, most obvious likely to, to
0: murder the people leaving the seat up the most in your life. Leaving the seat up, <laughs> yeah. So that is very sad. Whatever happens to that guy, um, I hope. I hope that's that's kind of how it happened, because I mean, obviously this he's going to get in trouble for some kind of manslaughter at the very least. If he's got a good lawyer and his lawyer's like, he's blind with rage. It was his kids, you know. No, they that's tough off, because
1: right? can they prove that she killed the kids? Hopefully, they'll be able to prove that. <sighs>
0: yeah. Uh, what, what? Yeah. Whatever it is. The... Um, because then
1: that'll be a new thing. Otherwise, is the guy will kill the kids and the wife, and then say she killed the kids and I killed her. Yeah, she was trying to kill them, and they all died in a Mexican standoff type <laughs> situation. <laughs> the kids
0: had a knife to, to a her throat, and she and she had her hands. Up. <laughs> well what's funny is, was I think he like strangled her or something. I don't. I really that don't. That is funny. Uh, that is funny. Isn't it really funny? <laughs> like a ha 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 kind of funny too. You know what's really funny? Uh The Nielsen ratings are now going to start rating podcasts. Oh, I like it. Do you like it? Nielsen yeah. wants to track podcast data by calling people. <laughs> hey, hey, Dave, did you listen to Joe Rogan? Uh, what about the dollop? Did you listen to that radio lab? All right, thank you. Click. Hey, Nancy, did you listen to that Joe Rogan? <laughs> you know that they had a place, a
1: Nielsen place in Sarasota. I didn't know that. When I first moved here, it's right off right by Fruitville. It's on um, Cattlemen. As you're coming down Cattlemen, like in those buildings right before that Goodyear tire place, there's okay. like a bank in that place and they just did surveys. You just yeah. you, it was like a night gig. I did it for Oh, you worked there. That's how you know. Yeah. So, they probably have not in a lot of towns. you calling, doing like newspaper and TV and something else service. But
0: you aren't you calling people that are signed up? So, whenever you call, they know it's going to be you. And so they're not apt to hang up no, on th- you,
1: right? Oh, no. We got this shit hung up on us. In fact, it was just an auto dialer. So, you'd just be sitting there. And, and it would be, just be all seven minutes. Would go. And then all of a sudden, you'd say, hello. You could always tell they were like, nobody wants to talk to someone they don't know. Uh-huh. Hey, I'm just calling about this service. And we had to ask them like 50 questions. It fucking what? went on and on.
0: Did you tell him at, right up front, yo? This is, might take a minute, so fucking cop a squad. No, you lie the fuck out of it. You go like, this is just a real quick one because that's well, that's already
1: question number one. Question number two, question number seventy nine
0: A. Seventy nine A. When you're
1: watching, yeah, and you have to like ask all these different. You know, there were quick answers for the most part, but you know, it was like fifteen minutes. It was you, you felt like you got something done if you actually got someone to wow. sit through the whole thing. Holy shit! And it was Nielsen that did it.
0: And then you have to listen to like, so once you talk that much, then the other person is like, so. Uh, my grandchild, uh, Bob, is just not doing good at school and his mother doesn't come over anymore. You would get that sometimes. (laughs) But for the most
1: part, after the 15 minutes, you were like, all right, we can fucking part ways. Thanks a lot, Grandma. Click. Click.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, This one is, yeah, so that's basically all they're going to do is uh, they'll be calling people because they already pull things, like you said. This comes from the inside. Man, the company ventures into the world of podcasting. Isn't as odd as you'd think, because Nielsen Scarborough, the division of the company that is carrying out the operation, pulls... Scarborough Research, that's what it was called. That's yeah. the
1: place that was in Sarazona. Uh
0: Yeah, they pull over 200,000 people every year on everything from craft beer drinking habits to how often they watch Mexican soccer. So it's just all kinds of things anyway. Of course, it's going to be... We'll
1: podcasting yeah
0: and then they sell it to ad companies that's all they fucking do with it is they just sell the data because that that's very valuable data is very very valuable stuff to yeah. ad agencies uh, now moving towards uh, something a little more different
1: because by the way just to go along with that that when they listen when they, you'd figure you could just have podcasts a through Z and see how many people are listening and do ratings that way. But what you can't figure out is, is Greg listening to fucking 12 podcasts, which he is, Yeah. or are everyone listening to – you know what I mean? How many people are listening to Bob There's it? a million –
0: yeah, and there's a million things that you can't tell from, from the um, – Just the raw from numbers. From raw numbers. And, and each, each service that ha- holds a podcast collects different sets of data. Right. So there is no uniform thing like this is going to be its own thing, but it won't be the only thing that an ad company buys. Now that company's gonna buy their data, it's gonna look at Apple's data, it's gonna look at Google's data, it's gonna look at Spotify's data, and then have a cross-section on their own. Because there's every single one of them, nothing is that not, that's one of the most difficult things. Independent know,
1: sources is hard to come yeah, up Yeah.
0: They know that podcasting is one of the best generator, uh, one of the um the highest returns on ads, but it's still just hard to accumulate the data for many many reasons yeah Uh, bizarre twist in missing teen case in uh, sorry bizarre twist in missing teen case as Vatican tombs unsealed so there was a teen that went missing yeah dude because news headlines are the most bizarrely worded shit in the world like I can I can read a, a news thing, read it myself, not even have it recited to me, because you're sitting there trying to say it back to yourself, like understand, like what the fuck are they talking about? It just seems like a word salad, like they like it's generated. This has to be really conscious robot.
1: to the to the character, right? Because they only have like 26 letters to put up there. If they do 28, then the headline is to get smaller. Yeah, but
0: even still, I could have done this. I could have done it shorter. No, uh, missing teens' bones not in tomb. Right, it makes more sense. <laughs> right but they want to use like buzzwords like bizarre uh, because that is a clickbaity word anyway so what happened was this teen went missing uh, 36 years ago in the Vatican her family lived she, they were one of the families that li- actually live in the Vatican uh, in the city within the city walls and she went missing a, sh- a girl that's weird a, a 17 year old boy girl. I know didn't
1: surprise me at all
0: whoa 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 in wait, fact, wait they what? Have, like, a girl are you sure <laughs> Did she have, like, a short haircut? Would she have a bob or something? What did we... Uh, she went missing, and they think it was because the mob arrested her... Uh, not arrested <laughs> The mob kidnapped her and was trying to get uh, the guy out of jail that tried to kill the Pope or something. Um, there was, like, some guy that tried to assassinate the Pope, and he was in jail. It was, like, a bunch of different theories they had for who kidnapped her. But they got an anonymous tip. The lawyer got an anonymous tip and said that uh, it was like last year that said that they were she was buried beneath the angels and there was like somehow they narrowed it down to some tomb two tombs actually that were tombs of these german princesses like these german princesses were buried in these tombs in the vatican and when they opened them up they didn't expect them to be completely fucking empty <laughs> not even not was the missing girl's bones in there, but now not, not even the princesses. Not even the princess's bones were in there. There was nothing in them. There was just nothing. And they knew when they got there. So wait, they haven't found this missing girl. No, they don't know. Her. It's been thirty
1: six years. I don't know where no, the fuck she's, she's fucking at. cement shoes at the bottom of the fucking Mediterranean. Yeah, that's sea. right. Well, yeah. Or and, they're gonna catch the priest at any. He's gonna go. Listen, honestly, I thought it was a boy.
0: I would never then do I that. Got in too far. She's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and what's funny is when I was reading that article, uh, another article. This, these come to you from the New York Post. I'll say where I'm getting these. You know why? Why? Because the New York Post
1: gives you their shitty information freely without trying to rope you into subscription. They don't
0: try to. They don't throw up things that say turn off your ad block. Fucking teen <laughs> violin prodigy. So far, I'm with it. Right. Found in tomb under the Vatican. Almost. <laughs> Is latest casualty of Calvin Klein drug cl- craze, which is yeah, that's what you want to think. That's what you're like. Oh, it's Calvin Klein. <laughs> what is the Calvin Klein drug craze? So I uh, is the name of a type of weed or something? Yeah, a weed that's Lace killing like? people. Well,
1: I don't know. All right, whoa, whoa! Look at—he gets like vicious when you're like, "Hey, don't say weed is killing people, man. That's not even funny."
0: I kill. I'll kill you with weed. Weed is
1: saving lives, man.
0: Saving lives. Weed. She had some weed. She'd be alive today. (laughs) A lethal cocktail of drugs known as Calvin Klein has swept nightclub scenes amid reports a 17-year-old London-born violin prodigy died from the dangerous combination. You're like, oh, okay, so it's like a cocktail of drugs, Calvin Klein. It is a mixture of cocaine and ketamine. That's all it is. Just cocaine, ketamine. That makes sense. Yeah. Are you going to do that, Calvin Klein, baby? You on that, Calvin Klein, baby? That that violinist was fucking feeling it. It's supposed to feel like ecstasy. You ever done a little ecstasy, Greg? Never done X. They used to call it X. Whatever you want to call it. No, they used to call it E. Yeah, they can... Now they call it X. Yeah. Or do they just flip it now out? it's called Molly.
1: Now it's called Molly. Right? Yes, because right.
0: Molly, because actually, ecstasy was like Molly mixed with some other things. Yeah. Like the Molly supposed to be just like the most purest, pure form of what is making you. No, I've
1: never done Molly. The closest I ever came is a guy took me to a football game once. Where we went to the pa- uh, the Buck Saints game, uh-huh. and like at halftime, I was like, "Dude, what is going on down the aisle?" We it actually rains. You know, sometimes it rains, and we all had to clear because it was like a thunderstorm. So the whole fucking 60,000 of us had to get undercover, which sucked. It was like hot and muggy, and everyone's like this for like a half an hour. Then once they let us go back to our seats, it took a while for people to trickle back. So we're in our 16-row thing. It's me, him, and the other dude that was with us. And we're looking down there. A dude brought two girls with him. Mm -hmm. Dude, they were going at it. The two girls were going at him. We're like, it's third quarter of the game. I'm like, what in the fuck is going on over there, dude? They were just and he like, just looked over for a second and he went, oh man, they're on Molly." And then he all just went back to the game and three I was like, of them. oh, okay. Yeah, two girls and one guy. And they're
0: all just making
1: out and stuff? Oh, well, Dude, yeah. I was like, dude, he's going to pork her. He's going to pork her, Ross. He's not, not going to pork her. Watch the game. I'm like, it was not just a little bit of hugging and kissing. They were ready to
0: fucking go get down. And nobody was like, hey, hey, hey. Wow! Not because it was really hot. In mean, fact, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> more people are watching then than the, I, than I the was fucking game. Because <laughs> I was like,
1: "How the hell are they still sitting in the seats? They need to go take care of this."
0: Yeah, I need you guys it's need. Really a big, hard to fuck on those plastic seats. I would imagine. I know, like the arms are too skinny. You don't have enough room. There's, there's not even arms. They're just a
1: plastic, a plastic bottom and a plastic side. They're just sitting there. Mm. So Something that's my. That. That's the closest I've had to. And then, of course, since then, I've said, "Maybe I should look into this fucking Molly stuff." Right, what is
0: this Molly stuff? <laughs> How do I get some of those Molly stuff? Most of
1: my transactions at CVS go, Can I get some Molly?
0: I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'll just take those right there. Then you look around, you look over your shoulder. (laughs) Huh? Just right? Okay. All right, see you again next week. And this, maybe these people will know where to get a little Molly. Almost 300,000 people. Also, this number has been now changed to 400,000. Say they're going to storm Area 51 how uh a facebook event called storm area 51 they can't stop us all has amassed an army of members schemers and tinfoil hat wearing conspirators let me just stop right here that is lazy shit what tin like to throw in the tinfoil wearing hat like the tinfoil hat wearing conspirators it's just it's, it's, it's like a catch-all term that it, catches but it's, not just... It's it's stupid. It's a bully. It's a stupid thing. Anybody can walk onto the fu- onto the fucking playground and call the fat kid fat. Sure. Get, like dude, ju- dudes low-hanging fruit. Everyone. But are, I mean, if he is fat, it is a descriptor. But uh, yeah, but you don't gotta call him that fat piece of shit on the playground. It's just fucking lazy dude. Why even bring it up? It doesn't change. Why say to? Because the thing is. It just shows that these the per obviously this is the people at Futurism. I have a lot more problems. This with is the people than this. These are the people at Futurism. Uh, fuck you, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, um, why that it's 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 not good. Like you're, you guys report on this. Futurism reports on this stuff. Why are you attacking it? Like yeah, this futurism. is this is your fucking thing.
1: Up your game, futurism. Okay, if you're gonna tell us about these types of stories, I don't And I'm pretty you... sure they didn't attack you with subscription things, did they? Yes, yeah, they did. This site do. is pretty free and clear.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I don't gotta like everything. Right? <laughs> Uh, so what but it's just really stupid it, it's a silly thing it's just like they're trying to distance themselves from something it's like dude it doesn't matter anymore you can you can say now that there are aliens and it's not going to hurt you anymore like nobody gives a shit anymore nobody gives a shit anymore this isn't like the fucking 50s or whatever it is well if
1: you really know someone that like really believes in that shit though, yeah i mean it means something you're like if dude, they, they really are a fucking idiot
0: but even but somebody can really believe in what do you mean they're a fucking idiot Are you talking about... I mean, I
1: I must have stuttered there. Let's play back the tape. They're fucking idiots if they think there's aliens. All right. Especially if you're, like, taking action on it and, like, getting involved with some type of movement. Anti-alien or pro-alien or fucking...
0: I think it is asinine to think that there are not aliens. I think it's very, very silly to think that there are not aliens. I think the complete opposite, that it is very stupid to think that there are no aliens... Whether you think that they're not on Earth or that they're not have any anything to do with our civilization or whatever it is, but just to think that they're not aliens, I think it's a very, very silly thing to do.
1: I'm not saying there's no other life in the universe, but like aliens intermingling with us or any type of alien interaction, the percentage chance of it is so fucking ridiculous. You're right. I think low. it's
0: even weirder and crazier than than that. I don't even think it's anything extraterrestrial, but to think that there there is definitely some shit, and this is mostly fueled by the fact that uh, Bob Lazar was on Joe Rogan uh, at the beginning of the month. Or was it the end of... Yeah, it was, on like, it was like June 20th. Bob Lazar was on Joe Rogan, who is this guy who uh, worked at S4, which is a base just outside of Area... It's like Area 51, and then S4 is like... Pretty much, says it shares the same property now. It didn't used to. And uh, he worked there for years. And one day, like, something happened where, like, they kind of fired him. Because they had, as he was working there, they had every, all his shit bugged. And they found out that his wife was cheating on him. So he, so he, and, but they didn't ever told him. They just stopped having him come into work because in order to, for you to be allowed to work there, you have to have like a perfect home life. You're not allowed to have anything bad happening. Like because you, you they want you to come in and focus all on this and not do something crazy or stupid. Like go home and start plotting to kill your wife and use stuff from like they just don't want it. So They're really into productivity. They want to so productivity So they found out that he was gonna kill his or not kill his wife. They found out that his <laughs> wife was cheating on him. And uh they they just but so they they stopped having him come in. And uh, eventually he ended up going on the news. Some guy convinced him to go on the news and tell him what he was actually doing there. And what he was doing there was allegedly reverse engineering spacecraft.
1: I do remember, by the way, when you brought this up way back. I forget exactly what the context was. So
0: so it was the same thing that inspired Joe Rogan to go and have this guy on his podcast. It was this guy named Jeremy Corbell had him... Uh, made a documentary where he was able to interview because Bob Lazar is adamant about not doing any interviews. He doesn't want anything to do with this. He has denied every single bit of money. He wouldn't even let Joe Rogan buy him a plane ticket to fly him out there because he just doesn't want anything to fucking do with this. He wants zero to do with any kind of money or anything coming in. He just, he hates the whole thing. The whole time he was on the podcast, he's like, I have a fucking headache. I don't want to be here. Like just kept saying, like, he just, I don't want to do this. But everyone's like, you have to do this! You've got to do this! But, um, yeah. Anyway, he, uh, but that was like... So when you hear a man like that tell his a story... A tinfoil hat
1: guy, basically.
0: Yeah, the tinfoil hat guy. You mean the, the, the fucking rocket scientist?
1: Okay, yeah. Rocket scientist. He was. If he's so a smart, his wife was fucking around on him.
0: Oh, yeah. Answer that's me right. that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: Well, I hope they successfully storm Area 51. They won't. Nobody would. They do it on they're horses. Put, they're putting
0: it out Dude, Area 51 is going to know the same way everyone else knows. It's on fucking Facebook. Well, because we get our futurist alerts. Yeah, it's on fucking Facebook. It's on. Fox News did a fucking thing about it when it got it. Um, Plus, they could easily stop all of them. When they say they can't stop all.
1: You're going to be in like Chevy Novas with fucking flags sticking out. If a thousand
0: people, even if it was a thousand people, they're not going to arrest everybody. They can't take care of everybody it would turn and even still there's there's zero point because as of June 13th or July 13th they're putting it all over the internet that they're going to fucking do it. So how are you how do you expect to show up there and have anything just fucking move it. They would just if there was anything there and all of you showed up they would just go, "Yeah, everybody come in. Why not? Take a look around. There's nothing here." Or everyone would show up to a giant door at a hangar that's locked. Like, what are you going to fucking do? It's, it's stupid. It's a very silly thing to be doing. Very silly. Anyway. They could be staring at the skies or coming up with picking people out of the crowd that are aliens. Yeah, they maybe maybe one of them is an alien. Podcast advertising revenues will surpass $1 billion by 2021. Wow want that piece of that pie it's at uh it's it's hardly over 700 actually no i think in in the article it is um yeah as of 2019 by the end of this year it'll be just under 700 uh million but uh it's at um right at, as of 2018 it was about 500 million but it's been on a steady increase like 34 40% each fucking year increase from the from the year previous. So by 2021 it'll be over a bill. Cool. Pretty interesting how fast it's growing and there's over 700,000 podcasts to choose wow. from. Wow. That's an interesting number.
1: 700,000. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: And these numbers come to you from uh very reputable, the Advertising, the Interactive Advertising Bureau. IAB. So check that shit out. That's some news. They're like the futurist of uh, advertising periodicals.
1: Yeah, maybe like they're reputable. all going to
0: storm podcasts or something, right? Is that the joke? <laughs> Monster Burger! Come me today and try the all-new Monstrosity Burger. Two all-white meat chicken breast, ham spirals, Alaskan cod filet, three all-beef burger patties, and a pork chop with white cheddar, white American, and feta, all on a Kaiser roll. The only full family meal for one on a bun. Now try it with bacon. Get a monstrosity burger, a fry sack, and a large drum of gullet blaster, all for only 5 dollars at Monster Burger. Greg, why don't you do us all a favor and 98 us? Episode 98. I'm very excited about it.
1: I love the year 1998. That was a big year for me. Yeah. I turned
0: 21
1: in 1996. Right. So 98 is the year I turned 23. Also the year I became a landowner in this great country. Bought a two-bedroom little apartment. My little brother just showed me the ad actually for it recently. I sold it a long last time ago, like in 01. Mm-hmm. But I bought it in 98, so it was a big deal for me. I didn't even have a car at that time. In fact, I was thinking of my history, so I got this place, it was just like really good timing, 98, sold it in 01, moved to Maine, lived in the same house that we had in Maine until 2011, They moved here, so I've been in three places since 98. At that time, I had a fucking 89 in accurate Integra, it wasn't even mine, it was my dad's, I just like borrowed it when I needed it, I was like a bicycle guy. Remember, you
0: live in that area, you don't really need a car,
1: right? You kind of do, it's suburban, I was just a fucking shithead. I just drank too much, I think, and I just did not want a car because all my friends have DUIS, by the way, except mm-hmm. this guy. He's knocking on a plastic table. Yeah. <laughs> That's gonna help you out, buddy. <laughs> so, and then with cars, same thing. I had an '89 Acura Integra that I borrowed from my you dad. You can still get a DUI on a bike. You can. You have to, you have to drink <laughs> a lot more, and you got to get a little more daring. And then I had a, oh, a a Volkswagen Jetta that my wife leased in 2001. It was a 2001. I had that thing all the way. That was my primary car up until 2013. And now I fucking drive the same car I got in 2013. So since 98, I'm like, you know, it hasn't been too much new shit. I kind of right. stick with what I got. It's cheaper. There's upheaval. There's costs. There's transactional costs and shit. But that's mm-hmm. what I always think about in 1998. That was like a big year for me. But a lot of shit happened in 1998. January 2017. We, we talked about this. January 17th, you asked what year was the blowjob thing with Monica Lewinsky. Was it 98? It was prior to that, because January 17th, the Drudge Report breaks the story about President Clinton's alleged affair with the one Monica Lewinsky, which started the whole impeachment So it came
0: election. out. But yeah, the, the impeachment and all that kind of stuff came out. Then it was like
1: brutal for the rest of his fucking career. Oh, and for still, sure. Uh-huh. But definitely for 98, all day, that's all you fucking heard. The dress with this cum stain on, it was like, uh, Whoa. Uh, five days later, the Unabomber pleads guilty... And accepts a sentence of life without the possibility of parole. I looked Ted at Kaczynski. You know how many guys he killed? Not a lot. From 78 to 95, he was mailing packages. And one of the first ones went to an airline and he mm-hmm. fucked it up. He fucked the fuse up and it just smoked a lot and then they had to land the plane. Right. But they said, had he not fucked that up, that plane was going down. It was right. a big enough bomb, it would have fucking taken the plane down. Damn. But in actuality, he only fucking killed three people with all those bombs and like 23 people were injured. Yeah. They called them the Unabomber because the original code form was Unabomb, University and Airline Bombs. Mm -hmm. And then they just called them the Unabomber. I always wondered why they called them the Unabomber. Interesting. University and Airline Bomber. February 28th. This was kind of interesting to me. I didn't look into a lot, but I know I've heard about this thing. Uh, A study led by Andrew Wakefield is published in The Lancet suggesting an alleged link between the MMR vaccine and autism. Now, known to be full of data manipulation, the study was instantly controversial and fueled the nascent anti-vaccination movement, mm-hmm. despite subsequent large ep- epidemiological research found no link between vaccines and autism. The study contributed in the following years and decades to a sharp drop in vaccination rates and the fucking resurgence of measles in several countries. Nope. Yep.
0: Isn't that that's, crazy? That's when this fucking It was literally... Started. It was a fake... It was a fake article written by a journalist, not even a scientist. He was like defrocked. He he was kicked out of the medical community for being a fuckhead, this Angel Wakefield guy. So that's the guy. Yeah, that is that's the guy. Maybe that brought us the, measles. That is the reason why people. That was are in
1: ninety eight though. Don't you feel like
0: this whole autism vaccination thing is like only like a few years old? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it was uh, who's why it was like Jim Carrey's wife, that model. Who really got on top of it. Because it was out for a couple years, but it was like maybe... But well, she
1: pushed it and said,
0: don't do it? Yeah, so it was it was out, and she ended up reading it because her kid has autism. Mm-hmm. And then she ended up getting a hold of this article in like early 2000s. And then it was just off to the races because it got into her hands. And then it was just all fucking over. So all it does is take one person reading one article that just aligns with everything they want to be correct. Right. It's like Bill Burr's joke. You just go to imright.com... And then you find like everything on the internet. You if you want to say Isaiah Cooper is the king of the universe, I just find the website that says that. Well, you would need a second internet, double strength for that. But I got to go to the deep, 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 deep deep dark, the dark, Dark deep web, the deep dark web. But you know what I mean? Like that's that's basically all people do. Like they have a confirmation; they have something in their head, and they just want to confirm it. And they search until that gets confirmed. And
1: it looks medicinal enough. He's like a yeah, dude. he's He's got a doctor doing papers, and then nobody pays attention to the discredit of nobody ca-
0: yeah when everyone's like it does not cause it even if it did that's one of my favorite one of my favorite fallacies uh, f- fallacies uh, uh, no it's one of my favorite arguments or not arguments like rebuttals to that is like even if it did cause autism in the way that they said it causes autism you would rather have your kid i would rather have my kid have autism than like measles and hepatitis and spinal meningitis and all the things that they vaccinate against. Like I would rather my kid just have a slight chance of getting autism from it than having a chance a to get chance of than a slight of chance of getting any of those things. Like fucking polio, dude. Have my kid at least he can walk around, dude. Fuck you. Yeah. Like Jesus Christ. <laughs> like are you guys like that fucking dense? Like that is that that is the easiest gamble in the world i figured you'd appreciate i love that that was (laughs) the fucking that's the fucking guy (laughs) that's the fucking guy we're gonna go
1: get this was an interesting thing for me because this this was like the rabbit hole that took up a big chunk of my afternoon today march 13th the high z supernova search team becomes the first team to publish evidence that the universe is expanding at an accelerating rate prior to that like when i was in school they taught the universe was expanding, and it was slowly slowing down, and it was going to fucking collapse. That was like the theory, the big crunch. Right. That Now, once this happened, they said, all right, so there's other theories. It still could be crunching, but they have to take this into account, and a lot of things were debunked. They kind of had to change the books after this in 98. So I was looking at it, because my theory, well, not my theory, but the one I listened to was Stephen Hawking, who said the fucking uni- the Big Bang exploded slowly, it's going to slow down, stop. And then gravity is going to bring it back. But I believe that there's a theory because they're saying it's because it's expanding at an accelerating rate. There's a theory out there called the big chill where it's just going to keep going. Mm-hmm. And at some point, the universe is going to be so spread out there won't be enough heat to cover stuff. And the, temper- the av- average temperature or whatever will become absolute zero. And the entire universe, all life, will just die out because there's not enough... You know the heat is so far dispersed. Mm-hmm. You know, and I saw Michio Kaku talk about it because he's my fucking guy. Bill the futurist, Nye, the Chinese Bill Nye, the Chinese, the Bill Japanese Nye. Bill Nye. <laughs> yes, and he said that uh, that is a possibility. Like if you think about it, it, obviously humanity will probably be dead. But he's kind of a whack job like that. He's like an Elon Musk type of guy where he's like, oh no, baby, we're gonna be on a spaceship and bouncing around and staying one step ahead or whatever. But in like, I don't know, five billion years, however far it is, because it's getting, it's exponentially getting faster. Mm -hmm. So he said at some point, things will start moving away at the speed of light or faster than the speed of light. And then you will just have this fucking solar system. It'll be dark as fuck. And all you'll see are the planets and our sun. And there'll be no stars because they'll all have left us. Mm Mm-hmm. And I never heard that until this afternoon and it fucking blew my mind. I was like I yes. heard that this afternoon. I was like, until... that doesn't even make any sense. What <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? You're just gonna all the f- stars are gonna fucking disappear, dipshit. He also said this is something this is something that's like way over my head, but I love listening to this shit. He said anyone that tells you they know or that there's numbers or what it's fucking bullshit because what they've really found out in the last I don't know how many years, thirty years, forty years, is that only four percent of the universe is made of atoms. Yeah. 23% is dark matter which we kind of have heard about 73% three quarters of the entire universe is made up of dark energy which nobody knows what the fuck it is that's kind of creepy yeah that I don't know that like we're doing our whole the, our whole civilization and all the ins and outs in the 4% in, on, in the 4% <laughs> we, don't even, we don't even know about fucking autism where it comes from and shit uh, so, it comes from vaccinations I mean, besides vaccinations like we don't know the other causes so we're just operating this four percent. It's just fucking scary sometimes to know we have no fucking clue. We have zero clue about yeah, four percent. Not even 4%. a little bit. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that was my fucking afternoon, man. Listening to all these theories. Do you you ever think about that? Like, do you have a, a general thought on what what's happening in the universe?
0: I mean, yeah, of course. I, I, just how. I think it's a part of being human. Like it, it, it's weird for somebody to go, nah. I never think about it. Right. Like, what are you, a farmer in the fucking twenties? When I hear that, I think,
1: oh, your theory is so stupid. It's man. so you know, fucking you don't ridiculous.
0: Yeah, your <laughs> your theory is like, uh, well, you see, a giant took a shit, and then a cow came and was eating the shit, and then out of the shit came a. You know what? There was a there was um
1: the end of Men in Black. Yeah. You, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. the ending thing? Yeah,
0: where it goes... It, they're looking for Orion's belt. It's on the cat's neck.
1: Yes. Meh.
0: Orion was the cat or whatever, and they, they get the... Uh... Well, it's like the very end sequence, right? Yeah, That's what it, talking they, about. And then it zooms in, uh, it zooms out, like it zo- Yeah, so it's looking in the marble, and then it zooms out because there's a galaxy in the marble. And then it zooms out, and then we are in a marble, and it's just aliens, like, shooting marbles with our universe. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of how I think of it.
1: And Michio Kaku said... Kind of jokingly, he was like talking about this big chill thing, or the big uh, big rip is what they call it, where it's just, it's not about the temperature, they're just saying everything is going to get so spread out, there won't be a fucking universe per se, mm-hmm. everything is just going to be hurtling away from each other. And he was like, by then though, we'll be a Star Trekky type society, he, he said it more earnestly, but we'll be a Star Trek society that will be able to bend time like a pretzel, and mm-hmm. we'll just go to another universe. Right. Whatever the fuck that means, dude. What is... He had me for like 10 minutes, and then he ended with that, and I was like, what the fuck, dude? But yeah. Doesn't even big, make any uh, sense, you know, asshole. Take
0: a big pretzel universe with a little uh, galaxy mustard. Yeah, a little mustard
1: be... right here. It's a lot of mustard, actually. A lot it's of fucking mustard. spread out. Star
0: Trek. If you knew it was Star Trek, you'd get what I was saying, but you <laughs> clearly don't. And then, with a little salt. That oh. is... Um, yeah, I mean, there was a saying. I think it's... it's uh, something that is uh just so very frustrating to even think about And of course everyone thinks about it so yeah it's like it, the um like a lot of ancient cultures have a similar saying like the saying that the is spoke that is said by egyptians is as above so below as without so within and then there's that saying is very they have a very similar saying like many ancient cultures and that's exactly basically what the what he's talking about is it's like this infinite sort of fractal universe that we live in that you can go infinitely up and infinitely in and infinitely out and it's just the same thing repeated over and over again like atoms and cells and people and society and planets and solar systems and universe it's just system after system after system that's basically the same kind of thing up and down in and out all Mm -hmm. over and uh but yeah man even just saying those words it's like you can't really comprehend what the fuck that means or what it is what one, one, like, one time what I, I went to, to the fucking the
1: Rose Planetarium Center at the American M- Museum of Natural History in New York, I went like 20 years ago with my wife, and they had they have a planetarium. I might have told you about this before. It's like a ball. You take a little elevator up from like inside the museum to get to the planetarium to this thing, and then all the seats are at the very bottom of a sphere, and the whole sphere is the fucking screen and in the middle of it. They have like this million dollar disco ball. Tom Hanks does the narration, or if you see another show, it's like. Ed Harris it's like high quality shit. They did this thing where you you're starting at the museum of natural history and then just shooting straight away. The moon goes and the planets like kind of come through your, you know, and it's cool cuz as you pass fucking a planet it like takes up everything you can see even behind you and then it gets yeah. smaller and they start yeah. moving and then he's like now we're going to have to pick up speed cuz we want to do this. And then I learned about uh there's solar systems, galaxies, there's something else and then there's super clusters of galaxies yeah and as it goes so far out and they're like this is what we can see this is the known u- universe whatever the fuck that means but they did a really good job of kind of depicting it like it was like each super cluster of fucking group mega groups whatever the fuck it's called of galaxies of solar systems, of planets looks like fucking cells in like a fucking like blood cells like you were looking at like a a slide with the fucking one drop of blood in it mm-hmm. it was fucking cool then they did this thing where he says all right well the show is like 18 minutes. You imagine how it is at a museum. It's like an 18-minute show for like fucking 24 bucks, and we, they've spent 17 minutes going away. He goes now we gotta go back, and they did this awesome like, uh, what do you call it? Like a wormhole thing where the whole entire fucking ceiling goes like psychedelic, and you're going through the, and then all of a sudden every fucking kid under like eight starts fucking crying. I saw it twice. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> every single time. <laughs> <It's> like-
0: <laughs> It's probably because it reminds them of going through the birth canal. But
1: it's sta- you got PTSD, kid. Yeah, they can still remember. <laughs> it's like that's the type of stuff that that I tend to think of. Though, like we're just a smaller part of a bigger thing, and really the only container is our, you know, human limitation on what we can understand. Mm-hmm. It's not the actual fucking universe, or up or down or whatever. And it's probably just always going to be like that. Man, we're oh, just for fucking. Sure. I think we lack the equipment to
0: really understand. It's not a, we haven't figured out the answer yet. I think even the answer itself just wouldn't even be able to be processed on our fucking like 1998 PC word processors just bouncing off it. It's just, we don't, we lack the fucking hardware is what I think it really comes down to. absolutely true. Yeah.
1: At such an early stage that we're not even
0: Oh yeah, not, yeah, nothing. It's like trying to explain driving to a fucking dog. Exactly. It's like the do- it's right in front of the dog's face. He rides in cars all the fucking time, but God forbid you teach him how to drive the fucking car. He just can- he doesn't have any of the equipment to do it. <laughs> doesn't have any of the equipment to do it. That's right. No. I mean. uh, this was something
1: else that came out in uh, 1998. The best picture was also the first movie to make a billion dollars. What was that movie? Came out in 1998. Fairly. Forrest movie. Gump. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate. Wait! Wait! Wait!
0: wait. Is it... Oh, wait. The Titanic. The yes. Wow. It was
1: the first movie to make a billion dollars. It won Best Picture and 11 Oscars. It won 11 Oscars, which is fucking pretty ridiculous. First movie to gross a billion. I looked into it. No movie before the Titanic cost $100 million. There was a couple movies that were 94 They spent... Two fucking hundred million, make <laughs> two hundred. So then I looked into it, and I was like, I knew oh it my did well. God, but that's in the
0: '90s, right? But it was. The How f- did they even get the money to do it? I know. I don't like know. what. What person is so confident in the script? Like this script is so good. This three-hour fucking ballad, whatever you want to fucking call it, is so good. We're gonna give you twice more than the most. And anyone's ever done, I think, because because James Cameron had had some luck with some
1: earlier stuff, and someone, I know, I mean, I'm sure if he's a producer,
0: he's a producer too.
1: So it's like his money. Maybe you know? some of it was his money too. Yeah, or he mortgaged some shit. You know, that house, that house, that kid, the paintings, the wife, it all can go. All can go.
0: A mob putting so, it right on uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's.
1: So wait, now there are five. So that was the first movie that had made a billion. Now it's made over two billion. There's five movies that have hit two billion. Titanic was made in '97. It's now grows 2.18. Wow. In 2009, wow. Avatar. I can't fucking another
0: believe it. James Cameron. Another James Cameron.
1: It's 2.8 <laughs> billion. And
0: and you know what's even more fascinating? It wasn't even a
1: fucking good movie, dude. I remember seeing it. That was because the glasses came out. And that was the first real movie that like you could go see something with the glasses, and
0: everyone wanted to go. I didn't movie. watch it with the glasses.
1: You didn't watch it. With the- no, yeah. so it wasn't that great. There was like two parts where like a computer screen. came... By the way, that's still all they do with fucking 3D that I've seen. There's like a fucking clear, opaque, semi-opaque computer screen, and a guy's typing, and it fucking comes up, and there's like some shit on it. That's all you ever see in fucking 3D. There's never. Yeah. Except it's the previews, a- they always show a few previews, and, and it's cool.
0: Are so stupid, because it's, it's like it. I look out a window right and all that stuff is three-dimensional i don't i've never once wanted something to like reach through my window like it's such a dumb well, fucking you, well, thing no i mean if they do it right if they put <laughs> but it there is there. no right way to do it because what is the right way to do it like it's not mimicking anything that exists in our world like again like i'm every, all of civilization we've watched well it up, is
1: mimicking your world when you're looking at a screen right it's fucking flat it doesn't have any depth they're trying to mimic, like, you looking out the window. The fucking the dinosaur running behind it, But it is
0: three-dimensional. Like, your brain is still sees it the same way. It's just that now you want it to, like, reach over the screen. Like, out of the screen. That's... Wait, are you saying so you've stupid. never seen anything in 3D that you thought was cool? Even, like... Never once has it ever been something that I've wanted to... It ruins it for me. Anytime I've ever watched anything, I'm like, this sucks because it. That you you now they're making decisions to do stuff they wouldn't usually do so you can get the most money out of your fucking oh we made it in 3D see they don't though like the Avengers movies and shit they don't they put like three fucking things in
1: there That's in the beginning of the movie there's gonna be a fucking 3D thing and you're like oh this will be cool because it is a fucking cool effect they can do a good job with it now it's better than the flimsy little paper glasses now they have those ones that you gotta like drop into the little receptacle on the way out it is a little better, but they just don't put anything in the movie with it. They do, like, three things so they can charge the two box and do the glasses. And it's always... I would love someone to fucking back me up. It's always a fucking computer screen somewhere that's just, like, opaque and sitting up. And they do, like, ten of them in the room. And it makes it look like you're right in that fucking computer lab.
0: They put it in the room? Yeah, like, right. they,
1: they're, they'll they they do a scene where they're, like, in a... I don't know, like, the war room under the fucking White House or whatever. Right. With, like, a bunch of banks of computers. And the computers... It must be like an easy thing to do. Like the computer screens aren't like a laptop screen; uh-huh. they're like these opaque. You know, like in Minority Report, yeah. how he's pulling the shit right. out. That's like that Minority Report thing. They make that 3D.
0: So now it's in the theater. Now
1: it looks like well, you you see like a different level of the depth. I think they just like put it in different colors and fucking offset it or some shit. So you're, it's it, it, 3D can be done good. So wait, that's why Avatar was so big, 2015. Was the next movie. So, 97, 2009, 2015, Star Wars The Force Awakens 2.1 bill. 2018, Avengers Infinity War is already over 2 billion. Wow. The last movie, 2019, the next fucking Avengers movie, Avengers Endgame, is already at 2.1 two billion dollars you helped out with that are you fucking ki- i took my kids to see both of them yeah and they fucking gouge me well they don't charge you for the fucking they, the pretzels and all that other shit are not included here. It's just the movie ticket but yeah i'm fucking probably 40
0: bucks into each of those fucking movies now it's happening quicker the Dude, two billion thing which that's which, just so this year that's just july this year. 2019 it's that movie's already year. made
1: over two billion so
0: it's gonna make three you think right oh my god of course yeah of course there's no way it doesn't. I mean, Avatar still has a chance to make three billion over Titanic. And they always say,
1: and I just like to say this at the end: the they always do the adjusted for inflation just to remind you that money is not worth what it is. And you know, what's the Titanic n- worth? The Titanic is worth over three. Avatar is more than it because it came out it's, almost. It's three 10 point, years later. It's three point two mil billion, and then. Gone with the Wind is the first one. In today's dollars, because it came out in 1939, $3.7 billion that movie made. Gone with the Wind. Which I think is more of a comment on, there was no other movie in the fucking no. movie. So everyone just wanted to go he see just it. made a fucking movie. And what do you want to do th- tonight? Let's go see Gone with the Wind. I just right. saw it yesterday. What else are you going to do? Fuck it. Let's do it. We'll go see it. We'll, we'll go get see it again. Blind drunk on some fucking shit that we made ourselves, and we'll mm-hmm. go see Gone with the Wind again. bring some bathtub gin to the fucking... Bathtub gin. <laughs> Now, this is. So, most of this news has been nice. This is the one sad one. This is kind of a big deal, though. May 28th, Phil Hartman, voice of Lionel Hutz and Troy McClure from The Simpsons, was shot to death by his fucking crazy third wife. That's how, did you know that's how Phil Hartman died? She was jealous on like a crazy coke fucking psychotic episode, shot him, ran out of the house, left her kid in the house, by the way, ran out of the house, and a few hours later, she was like. Fuck, that was not a good idea. And she went back in the house, shot herself. <laughs> Phil Hartman, he was not quite 50. Born in Toronto at the age of 27. He started late. He started taking Groundlings classes. By 86, he was on SNL. A lot of people know his SNL shit. He was huge. Uh, 86 through 94. Then he quit 94, and he started working on a show called News Radio, which was a okay show. It wasn't great. I remember watching it, but it wasn't great. It had Dave... Foley from The Kids in the Hall and uh Phil Hartman and Joe Rogan had a role in that. That was like a big thing for him because it was a big TV role. And it was like a big network, I think it was NBC on Thursday nights or whatever. Four years he was on that and then he got fucking murdered. Also in ninety one he started doing Voices for The Simpsons. And he did that and he was still doing that at his death. Mm. And then they had to retire two of the best characters, Troy McClure and Lionel Hutch was the lawyer. You know, you might remember me from such films as that was that was the Troy McClure guy. So they had to retire both of those. That's a bummer. Uh,
0: Real
1: bummer. Yeah, I know. But I wanted to mention it because I'm I'm a big Phil Hartman guy. Who's he never did like any big movies, and he was 50. So like, how much longer was he gonna go? I'm not saying like 30 for- years. I mean, maybe, but was he going to be doing, like, high-quality shit? Maybe, like, another five or ten years. He could have done a good movie. The only movie, and I looked through it to see if I was missing anything, the only movie he had, like, a big role in was this movie with fucking Sinbad. I don't know if you ever saw it. It was called Houseguest? No. It was, it was totally trite plot where Sinbad, inner-city guy, having some problems with some guys he owes money to, and to escape them, he goes out to the suburbs, and he bumps, and he's ends up passing himself off as a guy that Phil Hartman was waiting to meet. Phil Hartman, I think, was like some type of doctor. And Sinbad passed himself off. He's like, yeah, I'm Mr. Whatever. And he goes, I'm so excited to meet you. Then the whole movie is Sinbad trying to implant himself in as that guy. And then there's like this babe in the woods, like all these funny missed things. You know, you've seen this plot a hundred times. Right. Yeah. But it was it just wasn't, there was no grit at all. It was fucking... Bill Hartman and Sinbad who's actually a pretty funny guy Sinbad oh, yeah. and he was kind of at his height they just kind of just tried to put chocolate and peanut butter together like two things that were good what do you think
0: and it it was a shitbag movie it's like trying to get together uh... yeah what's his name uh, fucking D- D- Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor Richard Pryor holy fuck there Jesus Christ yeah. Yeah, they did have the whole string of movies that they did.
1: So, what else for 98? One last thing, cause the only because it's big and it's just a quick one. September 4th, a little company called Google is founded in Menlo Park, California. Larry Page wow, what did is a they different. do? Uh, you know, not a lot of people would know about them now, and it would be really boring to talk about them, but they were kind of a little fad thing. Yeah. I did tell my buddy Don Cloud probably in 06, it's going to be fucking gone. This just like all these other Flash of the Pans. Loves to point out that I fucking predicted Google would be gone in 2005. Yeah. They're, they're probably here for a while. What is his name again? It's Larry Page and Sergey Brin. <laughs> the founders.
0: Oh, I thought you were. To, oh, sorry. When you said oh, Clow. My, wow. my friend. Yeah, Don Clow's the guy. I thought that was a creator of Google. I thought you were yeah. making a joke. Uh, so that was in earnest. You had a friend, and you told that friend that I was
1: just—we uh, were in some argument, and I just—I hold my points. So if I make a statement, no matter how mm-hmm. fucking stupid, like you said, I'll go to I'mRight.com. Google's gonna
0: be in. fucking gone. I thought you were just sticking on the joke that we were. Already this was saying.
1: probably in the early 2000s, so Google's probably like three or four or five years old. Mm-hmm. Not like it is now, where it's you just fucking everywhere. Yeah, but it was—it already, it already killed was. all the fucking search engines by 2004. Yeah, no shit
0: by that by Within like, like from a as soon as, as yeah as soon as it was out you're like this is so much better than yahoo and ask jeeves fuck you ask jeeves who used ask jeeves altavista hotbot every fucking one of them were just a waste of goddamn time almost once. immediately immediately it was like i used google one time and never used anything else ever again ever yeah. again yeah a lot of us There's a yeah. lot of us thanks google thanks google
1: <laughs> Uh, you know what? One last thing for 98. Woody Harrelson was in, what in 1998, Thin Red Line. You ever see the Thin Red Line? No, I didn't. It was a um, World War II movie. Interesting uh, movie. Uh, Terrence Mal- Malick made it. What well, else did he make? Um, he made a few movies. He The guy that was in it, um... I don't know why. I thought he was going to be a huge star, but he never went anywhere. The guy that was the star of the Thin Red Line was... Um, what the fuck? Jim Caviezel, you know what Jim Caviezel is? He was I'm, supposed to be like this huge star. This movie had like Sean Penn, Adrian Brody, Clooney, John Cusack, Woody Harrelson, Nick Nolte, John C. Riley, John Travolta. That's a big cast. Yeah, it is. And Jim Caviezel was the main star. He was like, the, I don't know what the fuck happened. He didn't really do anything. If you look up Jim Caviezel, he fucking cavizled.
0: Fizzled. Yeah,
1: but I do. What I think about when I think about the Thin Red Line is that movie I saw at my local theater in Danvers, and it was the first time I went to the movies where they had the stadium seating like they do everywhere now. Mm-hmm. Prior to that movie, every movie I saw flat, or maybe like a little bit, yeah, right, one quarter of an inch from front to back was mm-hmm. about the biggest you'd get. This was legit. Like I was like, this is fucking awesome. Like twenty feet in the air.
0: Everyone's w- sitting right at this fucking screen. Yeah, it was fucking cool, man. Mm-hmm. Now you kind of. I've seen it a fucking yeah they, times. yeah, they do it everywhere because it takes up less space. and can put more theaters and in. And it, it is a better way to watch the movie, too. Of course. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: better all around. The screens are so fucking big now compared to how they were. And you ever go to the movies sometimes and they actually... The screen, like... Enlarged. It always widens.
0: Does it yeah. always widen? For the most part. So maybe I just don't always show up in time to see it. So I think they do the, uh... All the ads and everything in a different ratio than, like, the movie itself. So once the movie starts, you actually see it, like, widen out. Um... I mean, at the uh, the dollar theater is still flat. Yeah, I love yeah there's that. no screen shift in there. I need to go to back. I need to go back to that place. It's been too long. Gotta go back. Well, you can't go back to 1998
1: because that's it. 1998. Know,
0: yeah, one day they'll show t- Titanic there at the dollar <laughs> theater. <laughs> Billy Bums Bottom Shelf Bourbon, the panhandler's premium beverage. <laughs> You've been standing on the corner holding a cardboard sign all day. Finally, someone throws a couple of dimes at you. It doesn't matter that it was high schoolers who just needed something to hit you with because now you can take that break you deserve and get yourself some Billy Bum's Bottom Shelf Bourbon. Uh, I've, been, I've been standing on the side all day and Caterpillar is moving and I I don't know the the elementary spot, and you can tell because Gene Shalott doesn't play bingo anymore. That's why I drink Billy Bums. We put it on the bottom shelf because that's where it goes. Billy Bums Bottom Shelf Bourbon. It's the cheapest. (laughs) Millennial Book Club Millennial Book Club Club. Magnetic Barley Cucumber This is the Millennial Book Club segment Where we just fucking watch Netflix That's right Just Netflix Originals They have a podcast out there It's called The Originals Where they watch Netflix Originals and Hulu originals, and Amazon originals, but fuck that, that's not original, what we do right here at the Millennial Book Club segment of our show, it's just one single segment of our show, now that's original, and we only watch Netflix originals, fuck all that other stuff. This week, we watched Anima, starring Tom York, and who the fuck was the director, PTA. It stands for piece of talking ass. Piece of shit. Shouldn't... Alright, first of all, let's... Before we get all of our uh, feelings out about uh, this pile of shit. (laughs) um, (laughs) If you ever want to write your own reviews about what we're watching so that we can read them on the air, please... Go, feel free to do that and send that to roadsodamail at gmail.com. Again, that's roadsodamail at gmail.com. And we'd love to read. And not just about this particular uh, millennial book club, but any millennial book club that we've done in the past. And you're just like, oh, I just watched it now and I want to tell them what I thought. Go ahead. We don't care. We'll still talk about it. Anyway, this was Anima. And this was Radiohead, right? He's that, that piece of shit's this he's lead the lead singer of Radiohead. He's
1: the lead singer of Radiohead, but this was supporting his solo album, Anima, his third yeah. solo album.
0: I don't I wouldn't call it supporting. Well, second like Was act. he a fucking DJ? I, what what fucking instrument was being played in that music? Is it I guarantee if you go to his fucking show It's just it this old Yeah, what the motherfucker, what the fuck is Deep House? <laughs> It's gonna be him Just standing up In front of like Keyboard with like Lights flashing And you're gonna be like Is that my dad? Why does dad have a man bun? What the fuck's wrong With your eye? It's electronica It's bullshit Not a fan Dude Modern dance Dude is the Worst shit On the dude, If I wanted to watch I'd go to a high school Fucking recital Any day of the Fucking week And watch that same well, so let's same Bullshit about, For
1: people that haven't Seen Anima It's a 15 minute Commercial. It, commercial it's a commercial. It, it's three songs from his album. And it's like an art installation, super arty fartsy, what do you call it, dance, interpretive dance. We're all yeah. just
0: pieces of the cog working in this society. When uh, you see the, the statement that we're trying to make is we're just pieces and we're going along in our everyday, fuck you! It's the same fucking message that every... Piece of one of you dumb shit. So what do, you, what do you think the message? What do you get from That is the watches, fucking message. Which is what? That we're this this it's it's this cycle of life being a part of this bigger society than we're a part of, just going along with the fucking motions of it. And not just me, but every fucking couple's doing the same shit. We come together, we go to apart, we we have a job, we fucking leave our job. Fuck you! I know I'm living it. Show me show me something cool. I don't want to see you just like showing it back to me. Fuck you. Jesus Christ is the worst. You know what this is? This is just the like. This is the start of bringing back soap operas. That's all this is. Because next week we could see, uh, watch the love story produced by Clorox bleach on Netflix. Like that's what this is. This guy is just like I got a fucking thing and I want people to fucking know about it. Hey Netflix, can I make something? What now? The next thing is Mr. Clean comes on, and now he's a fucking superhero. It's going to be Mr. Clean's Mighty Adventures, sponsored by Mr. I Clean kind of on Netflix. I
1: think like the long. Uh, yeah, the where's sh- the
0: rest of them on Netflix? I
1: think the short film is like a long-term thing. I think a lot of a lot of musicians have done it to support albums. My favorite one, I think, was for. That Beastie Boys album from not too far back was that half yeah. out, half. See, out. that was fun. it was fun. That was fun. And it didn't take itself too seriously. I was the end with a pissing nope. contest. They literally pissed at each other.
0: Yeah, this was
1: you know this was fun. I mean, it's not the same fucking vein. You know what I mean? It was a little bit over. You're right, it's the bullshit vein. A little bit over the vein pretentious. Of
0: everybody, let's take ourselves super fucking seriously. Fuck you.
1: I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. If you if you're in the mood to kind of just look at it and try and figure out what they're saying, never, it can be never fun. once in my entire life will I ever be in the mood to watch that bullshit. I enjoyed it. It was alright. The music, though, was not great. One, like the third song, was the one I liked the most. That start, it's so it's like fifteen minutes. So, pretty much starts with one song. There's not much gap in between. Yeah. In fact, I think the second and third song just like. Goes yeah.
0: right into the third song. Which you can't even fucking tell the difference. Nice fucking music, dipshit. <laughs> can't even tell the fucking difference between your one song to the fucking next. I actually
1: like the third song, which was Don Chorus. I wouldn't know. That's the one where he kept on saying if you could do it over again. If you could do it over again. But then you can't really understand exactly what he's saying. you have to listen to it a few right, times. Because he's not singing. Because he sucks.
0: <laughs> no, dude. I like
1: Tom York's voice. He's got a good voice. I think Tom York I think to... a lot of times when people get into these bands that are kind of tenuous on like... Like, my, one of my favorite albums of all time is a Radiohead album, OK Computer, came out in 97. It's one that has Karma Police on it. I know you know that song. Karma Police. Nope. I'm sure you've heard it. It's a great song. Me Another I... song he does that I bet you wouldn't realize you knew, that in 1993, their biggest song ever is Creep. Creep. You know Creep. Nope. It's a fucking badass song, dude, because I'm a creep. Okay. You know that. It's nah. got the big... Dun-dun sure that's a fucking great song that came out right the year i got out of high school so f- obviously i'm a little tainted with it mm-hmm. then in 95 the album had high and dry on it don't leave me high don't leave me dry don't leave me high mm-hmm. you don't know you know that song it's like a, an adult contemporary. You keep telling me i know all this shit that i you don't know you definitely heard that song sure there's a there's an old uh 70s song that i listened to I'm going through the '70s singer songwriter thing, but this was like six months ago, whatever. There's a group called Firefall that do this wicked lame song that I like called. It's the song "You Are the Woman." You are the woman that I always dreamed of. I know you've heard the song. It's like super in doctor's office and all that. And I heard a live version of it on Spotify and it cracked me up because they're doing a concert and he's like, "Usually when I, you know, I'm playing to people, I want to explain our stuff, but you're all here for us, so you already know it." And he goes, "I can't say anything about this song." Because if you've been in an elevator, you've been in a doctor's office, you've been in the supermarket, you heard this. And I was like, that's fucking awesome. The dude's making fun of his
0: fucking song. Because it's like a... Let me guess. Jazz? That wasn't Radiohead. It's a, no, it wasn't Radiohead. No, because those guys take themselves super fucking jack off seriously. Maybe. Fuck you. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe Of course they does. do. Look, at, Did you see the shit that he made? Okay, Computer, though, is a great fucking album. But yeah, it's got like gravity
1: to it. It gets like... One of the things I read that I really liked was his aching melancholy. Like, he's always trying to make this computer sound like something's breaking or going down you know one of the songs on okay computer is like a computer voice saying shit and like the music is kind of being played backwards and it's just a computer voice saying just nouns and fucking verbs like not necessarily i guess it does kind of make sense it's not like back or whatever but it's like a computer voice that's like one of the fucking songs
0: Mm -hmm. so you're right this guy takes himself pretty seriously but
1: I don't know. I liked it. I think they painted a picture with it. Any of those little performance Yeah, but it's art like a pieces? million
0: fucking pictures that I've seen a million fucking times. Like I said... I know, but I, it's life. You know what I mean? That's the most
1: common subject of all everything if you boil it down it doesn't make me have to fucking like it
0: you can continue no I'm not saying you have to like "Ah, it ah that's life yeah but fuck it it's fucking terrible and I don't like it I don't like the people that like it I don't like that modern dance bullshit like if they were up if they were doing like some kind of break dancing shit any jackass can do the modern dance movements that they were I can do that shit that's not special. Yeah, but you that's didn't not... come up with
1: the idea for like the little... I would never have that bullshit grinder. idea. He's trying, to get, oh, uh, he's trying to get to his lunchbox, and like the people are like making this throb thing, and it wasn't like a big, you know, uh, super fighting thing or whatever. They were just doing their little pulsating thing, and he got sucked into the crowd. I mean, that's a, it's just another way to make that point. I liked it. It was all
0: right. I've seen it a million times on stage at a fucking high school hate it there's a reason it is there's a reason yeah because little children adolescents do that shit as they're growing i mean again it was just an
1: ad for his album
0: yeah he's not trying to which break your mind i'm not even gonna buy it i'm gonna tell people not to fucking buy it (laughs) do you know what anima is anima
1: is a thing by the way i i i don't ever want to know i don't know if this helped with the understanding of it but anima is a like a psychology term Young, Carl Jung's term for the feminine part of a man's personality. The part of the psyche that is directed inward and is in touch with the subconscious.
0: Okay. I don't know if that helps me with my... Like, I like
1: to watch these types of things without any external criticism or explanation or whatever. I watched it and I was like, okay, I get it. You know, there's a little dancing around. And he just... He played... I was like, he's basically playing three of his songs on the fucking album. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, then I wanted to look at a little criticism and people... You know, I mean, people are Tom York fans. He's a, he's a, big, a big musician. Of course they are. Everyone's like,
0: yeah, suck my jag on. Yeah, suck my suck jag on. My jag on. <laughs> yeah, suck my jag on. Ah, oh, yeah. The whole fucking thing is, man, they, the, um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, as soon as it starts and they're like on this fucking subway, I was just expecting, I, I didn't actually didn't have any expect expectations. Uh, except for a little bit because you had already started watching like a few minutes of it and then kind of told me that it's like a big music video. And I'm like, okay, so now I know it's like a big music video. But then when they started in with the fucking dancing on the like they started in with the pulsating on the subway at the very fucking beginning, I was like... Yeah, how would you describe it? Like it's getting up and down. It's in like beats. a rhythm. It's and beating. Like... It's like a heartbeat. That's it's it's going with the rhythm. It's it's nodding in and out. It's it's an it's what they're trying to show you is that we're sleepwalking through this fucking thing. Like we're half asleep, but we're just going with the fucking rhythm. Of not everything. necessarily sleepwalking. It's not. Of course, it's not legitimately. But the fact that they're all passing out and like waking back up, it's just to show that like we're not even in control we're just that's what they're trying to show us or
1: maybe you're just in the
0: midst of like whatever they interpret that's the fucking sure sure fuck it fuck these people well if
1: you're like in a closed minded thing where you're just like this is totally fucking lame and retarded then yeah you're not gonna get anything but if you
0: were like you know what is the message trying to be that's the that is the fucking message dude that is the message is that we're a part of this fucking machine
1: it gets a little more nuanced oh
0: dude yeah sure with your fucking dance fuck you if I wanna fucking open my mind I'll read a fucking book but I'm not going to listen to your bullshit electronic. I'm saying music. if you open your if mind to watching you're shit it, say like,
1: what are they trying to say, you could get.
0: Something out of like the little subtle details. Right. On. So I'm watching what little subtle fucking details you. I've watched the well, whole yeah, fucking like, thing.
1: What's the interpretation? Is is it comes down to your subtle you, the the way you're looking at the details and what you think the right all the little things. And, and I just spent I mean, a I lot I'm of time on the time to... Did you
0: even notice that he's got a fucking Kabbalah wristband on? No, you didn't fucking notice. I don't I'm noticing the fucking details. In wow. This shit. Wow. He had a, a
1: Kabbalah bracelet. Is, up. While yeah. you're sitting there going, this totally sucks. Which just it, stupid it, Kabbalah bracelet?
0: It it aids in every aspect of why I fucking hate it. Because anybody that's in, like, the fucking media, like, Madonna and, and fucking Keanu Reeves and all this bullshit that are into Jewish mysticism, fuck you. You're not into Jewish fucking mysticism. You're into pe- wanting people to think you're into Jewish fucking mysticism. You're just a... F- you're fucking nothing, dude. You're you're just like all of us. And then you're up there trying What's to... What's
1: so bad with them getting into
0: some esoteric bullshit? It's, there's nothing bad about it. It's... Uh, it's, the, it's angering you, though. It's the, um, well, the whole thing is fucking angering. I hate this thing. This is a piece of shit.
1: <laughs> I know, but why does Keanu Reeves have to get thrown into it? because I'm wears not a mistaken, Kabbalah bracelet. He,
0: also, yeah. It's all the same thing. It's like these people that are into the mysticism aspect of it, but then... But he gave us the Matrix. Like, after that, it's just whatever, man. You do whatever you want, man. Well, I don't know. He's allowed to
1: put on a Kabbalah bracelet, throw on a press conference saying that he's into uh, sculpting with the fucking sea sure. scrolls Keep it to yourself. He's Keanu Reeves, dude. Nothing gets kept to himself. He doesn't even he have to say so.
0: Well, I don't even know, though. Sometimes those people just do their thing. I like Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Reeves. But I don't like Madonna. I don't like Tom York. How do you not like Madonna, dude? I miss the generation. I don't have to like her. She, her, her naked ass was not in my face enough to, for me to give a shit. Alright. Material Girl is a good song, man. Sure. If you want to, like, go be on the dancing end of a strip club dancing
1: end yeah. as opposed
0: to the business end where yeah. transactions are being transacted <laughs> that's right
1: <laughs> uh dude well it, I'm sorry that you didn't like anima I mean it wasn't anything great you know but you know if you and if you hate the music and the
0: Kabbalah brace it was pushing if you it sounds like you went into this thing ready to be like oh god no, this dude I, so I as soon as it stood no you're you're, you're assuming that I was immediately and I, I started watching it and I see the dancing and I I'm hearing the music And uh, I'm like, like, all right, let's see, let's see, let's see where this goes. Let's see what this, I was like, is what is, what is there more to what they are are showing me right here? And there wasn't. From the first scene of them doing their pulsating bullshit on the subway, it just rolls into the same shit for 15 minutes. That doesn't, there's no, yeah, they're telling a story in that 15 minutes. There's a, there is a range of things that happen, but it's still the same thing. That's happening throughout the whole time. It's it's they're dancing with his shitty music behind it. It wasn't it,
1: novel enough for you. You'd
0: like to see if maybe like
1: maybe if there was some spoken maybe word. if he was in a school that was all about gambling and he was like that would be interesting enough to maintain the interest. You see but if, just you pull, life if you pull if you pull
0: if if you're trying to pull like a trivial thing out from a conversation we have off air it makes <laughs> no sense to anybody <clears throat> listening but or we otherwise. We didn't even
1: talk about that. I'm bringing some random novelty. Into it to say if there was something more than just him
0: trying to do the straight up, I guess you call that... It, the whole thing is novelty. dance. It is novelty. The whole thing is... It's not, it's not like there's more well, but there's than no, what but, there but is. I,
1: there. I agree with the point you're making, which is this was just straight up, like, let's choreograph some shit and... Have lights around. And yeah, just... it's basic. That's my, my fucking... It's the most basic bullshit. It is the else. most
0: basic they had like bullshit.
1: They like a CGI T-Rex come in and like uh, attack
0: someone or like... I'm not trying to make it action-packed. Like, it doesn't even mean to action-packed. But when I, it's basic as fuck. It looks like some high school dance teacher got a huge fucking budget to get all her dancing kids I mean, in PTA, fucking Sweden. Man. It's PTA, It's PTA, Fuck that guy! What do you know about directing? The PTA is gonna learn, dude. He did that shit. His his assistant's assistant did that <laughs> shit, and he slapped his fucking name on it. Nobody, fuck, dude. Yeah, How again? There was nothing amazing about the shots that happened in there. Like, oh, we did this crazy thing where where what they did was they tilted it on its. They tilted the fucking surface. Yeah, on its they side, fucked right. And, and then they moved bit. the camera to the side so it looks like he's walking up the wall. They did that a few different Whoa. times. Whoa
1: they did a few little low low tech kind of cool effects so it looked like
0: he was getting up. Right. Again, it's, like it's all back, to, a- to aid like the movement of the people in their surroundings and everything to to further the bullshit message that I already fucking hate. I as soon as I once it was like halfway through, so was maybe like, that it's was like twelve minutes why like, does PTA, I get it. Why does PTA get involved with something like that? Is it like a Just to do something out of his a lot of people do something like that out of their comfort zone, trying to do something different. Maybe he's a huge fan. I, mean, I um, think that's Tom what it York might be, as right? Well. He's a huge radio yeah. guy and
1: he's like I get to put my stamp on it. You I guys do like right out of your Head? I did the fucking movie with the guy. I made him walk upside down. I'd slap and slap him. And roll the face. on the wall. Hey PTA. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. I'm I'm with you because there's certain genres that are just categorically and that's one of them also. yeah, I'm not Like if like there, there's there was but no. But like musicals, if there's a movie where they're gonna break out into a song, and it's like this big chorus, I wish it was I broken out
0: into a song. But this is monotony. There was it was the same flatline bullshit. There was no Arc of entertainment. There was no real story outside of like, okay.
1: Well, it's not an interpretive dance story, so there is a story. Right,
0: but it's it's it wasn't. You didn't like it. It it didn't push hard enough. Like there could have been like even if they had stopped, like everything came to a grinding halt for like a second where he had some meaningful words between him and that female. Like there was no sound, no music. Something happened. Just anything to break this baseline of let's all fucking interpretive dance and wrap each other up and spin around and... Brrr. Fuck you. Dude. It's... I, it really feels like nobody fucking tried. Like, yeah. The, the choreographer's like... <laughs> feel like, nobody the fucking, tried. Yeah, dude. The choreographer... Again, I am I keep bringing this up. Like, I went... So, I, I went to fucking Booker with the, the VPA. That... Exa- like the same quality of everything that fucking happened happened year after year. Every one of these fucking people go out there. I've just, My sister's dance recitals, nothing. Why is this on Netflix? Who shelled the fucking well, money I, out for this?
1: So here's what I think is that, like, I love watching the game of football. I'm going to bring it back to a sports metaphor. So, like, there's a lot going on on a football field that sucks me in, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm not a huge basketball guy. So, especially if I haven't watched basketball in a long time. I am just. I feel like I'm watching it from like 500 feet away and I'm like, big deal. He fucking scores. Then he runs out and scores. But as the season goes on, if I watch a little bit, or like if I'm watching the Celtics in the playoffs, as it goes on, you're like, oh, that's true. That was weird because that's not the guy that was supposed to be doing that. You get sucked into the nuance. My point is neither of us give much of a shit about this interpretive dance stuff. But you're saying, oh, the fucking kids at Booker could do what Paul Thomas Anderson and a bunch of people that do this full time could do. It, could it possibly be that we but just they don't, don't do full time. But we just don't give enough shit to like
0: look at the details. But I've been in it. I've been in that shit enough I, to not look at it do you think critically that, enough. I've been around do you think, this though, performance enough to be critical to say that I probably knew more because because you saw some in high dance. school
1: because you saw some in high school. I, I
0: saw some, I had to fucking put their sets together, in I high had to school. watch them. Yes. Dude, I, that's years of still it doesn't matter what age you fucking did it, kind I still is. had No it doesn't. It's just How like, about if you were ten? I wasn't fucking 10. How about if you were, though? Wouldn't that matter? It would made Maybe a bit, but it's you're not... You're like five years after 10. Dude, so what the fuck? Are you trying to trivialize more of what I'm... Of, I'm trying, I'm to, trying, to, bring trying my... to make a point. You have zero. Happy. You have zero. I have, like, a decade.
1: Okay. So a decade. Yeah, yes. So you've been involved with interpretive dance for a
0: decade. And I'm not specifically interpretive dance, but I've been. Can in I see some reward? performance, can dude? I, see- I can fucking stand up right now and do the same <laughs> bullshit dance that these fucking cocksuckers did on this fucking right, stupid so,
1: piece of shit. So I'm not gonna try and in sword fight interpretive dance dicks with you. All I'm saying is. Maybe there's a little bit of nuance there that went over I don't think there was any fucking it's nuance clear in that there. that you don't think that there was,
0: but I'm saying... No, I know. I know there's no fucking nuance. Because guess what? Tom York, what's the last dancing piece that he's fucking done? Well, what was he, the last well, he's thing just he made? the guy that made the music, though. He's just a... Not Tom York. Fucking P.T. Dixon. P.T.A. Head. Yeah.
1: How
0: about P.T. Dipshit? What was the last... What was the last dancing thing he fucking directed? What was the last... I think we should put yours in a list against his, and then...
1: I think it's going to come out clear that you... Know what you're talking about, and he's just a fucking dickhead. I think we should. We don't even need to put the list together. I think he is just a dickhead. You went to high school and saw some plays, dude. I was in. He is dance. a jerk. Though. I
0: was. I've done this shit. I done this. You guys shit. can't see this. it, but he is
1: dancing right now, and he's kind of showing me the cycle of life and it's kind
0: of beautiful what he's I don't know understand why you're being so defensive of Tom like like <laughs> like he's your fucking friend like, I'm not I'm just like, trying like to all say. these people are like your brothers or some shit and I'm fucking shitting on your the somebody that you love so let me say my opinion of the thing was
1: I don't know it wasn't for me I didn't really get much out of it I do I do like Radiohead I do like Tom York that music is not terrible for me it's definitely not the type of music that you put on you like oh I love that song you got to kind of Run through it a few times and let stuff filter in the way it's going to filter in. It takes a little while and then still some of it's shitty. I haven't listened to the last couple of fucking Radiohead albums, it's not for me. Mm -hmm. And I don't like interpretive dance shit and I don't like fucking musical shit. And uh, I don't know, but maybe I was just in a better mood to watch it because I knew it was only 15 minutes and I like Tom York and I like PTA
0: and I gave it a little bit more. I was open to all of those people. I have no, that's the thing, I, I have no preconceived notions so about that.
1: So maybe I'm had. more than open to them. Then. Maybe if I was just open, after a few minutes I would have went, this is fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. But maybe I was like, I don't know, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Because I like a lot of the other things they've done. They came together and did this. It's not something that I understand or really deal with much. I can tell you though, when I watch that type of stuff, if like I said, if I'm in the right mindset and I'm open to like trying to get something out of it, I don't mind that they're showing me this cycle of life thing. I mean, you right. don't think I've fucking seen plays, dude? I've seen a fucking thousand fucking plays. I'm not yeah. a big play fan. No, it sucks. And it's all the same stuff. It's a, It's. a. They're trying to tell a story with very limited tech and very limited everything other than the participants, you know? So you have to the imagine it, you know? I mean, obviously I'm not trying to explain any of that to you. I'm just saying, that's what this is. Like, you know that
0: going in. How can you I didn't know not that going in. I just went in just... Watching something that they they threw money at and said, "Yeah, let's put it on Netflix." I, you guys are all paying money monthly, and this is the kind of shit we're gonna put on there for you, guys. <laughs> go fucking have at it, guys. Watch as much as you. You can watch it again if you want.
1: So now I can't get mad at Netflix because obviously when they put two things like Tom York and PTA, which how are, could we fucking
0: lose? Well, That's how. Well, I don't. What do you think that cost to make? Shit, that couldn't have cost much. They probably uh more than they than it should have. I'm sure more than it should have, but
1: I mean I wouldn't blame Netflix for that. Those two names get together and say, "Hey, can we do something?" They're like, "Yeah, sure. cost us five you Suck bucks. my
0: jag on. I suck your jag on. Suck we're all sucking each other's jag ons. Why do we fuck call it not? suck my jag No, we're going to call okay. it canima. Oh, well, that's even oh, better. Okay. Even better. Okay, oh, yeah, keep sucking, Suck some jag, suck it. <laughs> it's like it's. <laughs> I'll tell you how much it sucks. We can talk longer about how much it sucks than it actually was. So, so <laughs> this is a, the rating on this one is go fucking find a bike and and run it over you <laughs> over yourself run over yourself with a fucking bike okay so here if you want it, change like, your name to Tom York and hang yourself and hang yourself everybody do yourself a favor that's a new rating underneath go ride a bike it's yeah change your name, name to Tom York and, and let it go Erot- auto erotically asphyxiate yourself so here's like so, so, so we want to from a more centered standpoint on the whole thing as far as modern dance goes as far as these music videos are are concerned, it was well made, extremely well made. From the lighting to how like the lighting fits the mood for for different parts of, of what they're trying to show you, uh, the like even like you know flickering lights in different scenes. Uh, the there were camera, some cool
1: like mosaic light things. When yeah. they were, what were they in like a fucking look like an archaeological dig site where he was I'm like, at like climbing at one point, and they had the. The light was kind of chasing. Uh, it around just looks way. like
0: like the, these older cities have like kind of underground areas. Maybe where you're getting on the subway, or they have like uh, where um, like aqueducts would be, like that are running water around the yeah, city like, or we'll, something. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah,
1: so it's like, it, but you're in these areas, and the part where he was it, walking, and people were like collapsing. Every at first they would like just like turning towards him. Then the next time he was walking down a line of people, they were like collapsing. Were not they collapsing?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That was kind of a neat effect.
0: Yeah, all of it. And that's that is again. It's nothing magical. I mean, no. they certainly could do that in the right. school play. Exactly. And so when watching these things, and like, it's all well done within the realm of what they made. Like, if they entered this into some competition, uh, where that was like the thing, the suck my jag on festival, and suck my jag on modern Western modern payment. art computer bullshit, uh, computer bullshit music festival. And uh, maybe yeah. the most bizarre. They would probably heard. I it would it. but the thing is, if they put that into the if they put this piece into that festival, you couldn't pull that fucking piece out of a lineup of, of, of two pieces. It could be the that's that's what I'm getting at. The my the my hatred for this comes from its basicness. It's just it's fucking mind-numbingly and frustratingly basic. That's what that's what is making me so upset. It's not how well because it was it was very well made I'm not the the dancing is good dancing It's good modern art, but I I hate it because it didn't do anything different than has already been done a million fucking times at high Schools and other places alike. It's just fucking basic Like like I said, they could have broken it up with two different types of dancing like they could have all of a sudden to to change the emotion stopped everything and then tried to show a different emotion with, like, West African dance or something. Or they could have stopped and and had, like, some weird... Uh, uh, breakdancing thing happened to express a different type of emotion or a different facet facet of, of like the story that they're trying to pay. Or, like I said, I was stop. happy
1: with the amount of breakdancing. I think yeah. the uh, yeah. level of breakdancing was
0: what I wanted. So Yeah, also the level of Asians. Perfect, perfect <laughs> level of Asians in this. But Paul Thomas Anderson. Also, did you notice Clearly. how many black people were in it? Loved how many black people were in this. It's also racist. Black people. No, there was none. If you look at the, that was like the other thing I noticed. I was like, "There's So, a half, so I have a question. How the
1: fuck are you gonna break dancing with no black guys? That's, that's just how. stupid. They
0: couldn't afford him, I guess. Too. There was a slightly <laughs> brown man, but it was like, "Are you from India or did you like? Are you have Italian background?" Are you, are you being? Like,
1: I hope you're being facetious that you're worked up that there wasn't a black
0: person. I don't that. care what color you put in there. Like, I'm not one of those people. It's like, you was got there a black guy in
1: Tommy Boy? I don't think th- I'm not even watching that again. I, you just you got me so worked up. I'm not watching Tommy I, Boy again. I yet. couldn't
0: care less how people like. I don't think unless they, should, they
1: redo it with Denzel. I want right. to see Netflix
0: redo Tommy it. Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy with hey, Denzel and Chris Rock. There's your fucking million dollar movie. <laughs> you fuckers. I just it's that's that's where the frustration comes. That's where the frustration comes. Is it's just. Make it stop for a second. Make them have exchange a couple of words to like pull the tension in. Bring the bring the all the everything down. The the lights, the sound. Bring us in. Draw our attention so tight because we're like, what the fuck is going on? And then they talk, and then bring it back with something. Just baseline bullshit for fifteen minutes is what we watch.
1: Basic. Can I tell you
0: something? This is my
1: thought on this. Your anger here in, in the beginning seemed like pure hatred and loathing. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like you're going to bust into that closet, get an ascot on, head to Booker, <laughs> gonna and put on you... the best
0: goddamn anima this town has ever seen. I'll show you getting in touch with your feminine There's style. There's going to be West African dance. There's going to be black guys all over their place. That's right. Asians, <laughs> still not allowed. All right. <laughs> all right, guys. That was anima. And uh, like I said, we talked about it for twice as long as the thing was. I knew we wouldn't have a problem doing that. Um, also crank, you know, yeah whatever. Anyway, so that was Anima next week. And if you have, well, let me hear your thoughts and feelings on that amazing piece of awesome Netflix material that we watched uh, called Anima with Tom York. And PTA was that PT is it the guy from Ringling Brothers, Barman and Bailey, Paul P. Thomas P. Anderson, Boogie oh. Nights, Boogie My
1: Undying Devotion, because I love that
0: fucking movie. Great movie. That is a great movie. Good thing there was no fucking. He interpretive did a lot of ones
1: after that. Magnolia was okay, but not great. Didn't it like win a bunch of awards? I think it was nominated for a lot of shit. It was like five hours long.
0: Oh fuck that! It was just
1: all right. I'm exaggerating, but it was way too long. It was just like an ensemble thing where there was like 12 fucking subplots. Yeah. And it was just at the end, it was like brutal. Was like, fucking wrap it up. I right. fucking get <laughs> it, man. <laughs> so dark and twisted.
0: All right. I get it. Uh, so I don't think we're going to have a similar problem at all next week because... We're doing West
1: African breakdance with a break stop down. in the
0: middle.
1: <laughs> we are watching instant... Hotel, instant hotel, and it's I feel sh- like
0: I'm gonna have a reaction very similar to Isaiah's <laughs> anima reaction. I'm looking forward to <laughs> the anger. I I have a soft spot in my heart for like really trash television. Like I could watch, uh, I could watch shows like 90 Day Fiance. 90, I could, I could, I love 90 Day Fiance. Someone I was I trying watch- to get me to watch that, and I was like, I don't even understand what that could possibly be, dude. It's what could that possibly be? It's where you have these people, they get married, they meet, they get married, and then they have to stay together for, like, 90 days, and it's like watching their first, like, 90 days to being together and being married. It's it's pretty...
1: What would be interesting about that?
0: These people I've never met before, and now they're fucking legally bound to each other. <laughs> have you ever and seen an episode
1: of it? Yeah, I have. Is Dude. It- Is it worth watching?
0: Yeah, because here's the thing. It's one of those things where if you have a significant other, that kind of television is the best thing to watch because the lady always watches it in earnest. She's watching it and she's like, I like this character. I like that person. I like that person. And the guy's like, fuck this guy. Fuck that girl. Who the fuck would, fuck her. Who the fuck would do that? Now she's kind of hot, but what would that fucking asshole be doing there? And together, they have a lot of if fun. If it was
1: just that, I'd be okay with it. But the, the 3D aspect is when she's watching... She's watching in earnest, and she's like, Oh, what does he think? He's not, That doesn't even work him up. That doesn't even work up my partner that this is happening. That's <laughs> concerning to me. That's what I don't like about it. So I go, fuck well, all that fuck shit. Fuck
0: all that. It's because it's... Fun. Can we put on it's Black Tommy Boy again? That's
1: something we can all get behind. <laughs>
0: Every on. family needs Denzel Washington starring Chris Rock. Dude, it is... It's uh I but I love those shows because it's active watching. It's just like the game show thing. You get to watch it and be like, dude, this guy is such a piece of shit. Like Catfish is awesome. I love that show because everybody involved in that show is a piece of shit and it's so fucking great, dude. It's great. Um anyway, Instant Hotel. Instant Hotel, it seems like it's some kind of Australian game show thing. About um, I don't even know it's it's supposed to be like a, a competition about staying in in hotels, luxury I don't fucking know. I thought we'll it was see. a
1: docudrama about the uh, tsunami. They they like like the hotels were powdered and they just
0: added water, but it was too much. Ah, too much water. We'll, we'll see. Um, maybe that's not what it's. We'll it see. Is. Yeah, we'll see what it is next week. And if you watch it, you can send your reviews to roadsoda mail at gmail.com. Send your reviews to roadsodamail at gmail.com. And uh, we will put, we will read it on on air, live for everyone to hear. And uh, thank you. This episode of Road Soda is brought to you by Subsonic. Subsonic,
1: come out and see us behind the Sonic. And that's any Sonic in America. You can go into a Sonic and get what? A burger, hot dog, some kind of slushy thing, You don't want that shit. Pick up a Rise and Shine on your way to work. That's three cigarettes, a bologna sandwich, and a pint of schnapps. Or how about a Spanky meal? It's a Schlitz Tallboy, bologna sandwich, and a penthouse. We got 3,500 locations nationwide. No drive-through, no waiting. Pull up, buy your sack. It's cash only, and you better move quick or the deal goes bad. You know where we are. Look for the van by the dumpster. So there are three shows. We were just talking about podcasts uh, earlier off camera, off mic.
0: Off the mic. We were
1: talking about how many podcasts there are that are vehicles like additional marketing channels for an existing personality or product or whatever. The other large channel of podcasts that are out there kind of building up these numbers are existing radio or television programs. That just said, fuck it, let's just go on the podcast thing right. so people can listen to it in their car. Uh-huh. And there's actually three shows that all relate to money. That I, It's kind of like the triumvirate for me. That all were... Well, actually, one of them I started listening to it in podcast form. But they all made their money prior to podcasting. So the first one is a show called Marketplace from American Public Media. You ever hear of Marketplace.
0: Uh, I mean, I don't think so. Maybe, yeah. It,
1: it is a long-running. Uh, the program was first broadcast in 1989. It's been hosted by Kai Rizdahl since 2005. I have long enjoyed Marketplace because they do like a slice of life, kind of like uh, applied economics. So they bring stories to you at that high level. Like this is what's going on with the. Uh, if you remember when the when the debt crisis happened, the big uh, TARP, toxic asset. Whatever program, all the bad mortgages started to go south because the people were buying these mortgage products and sell, putting mortgages together and selling them to people as like a investment. And people guessed it was like a grab bag. You're going to have some good ones, some bad ones. But these money manager people started to become shit bags and just built them out of shitty mortgages that were likely to go south. And then they did. And then at some point, there was like this big avalanche. I mean, it was a big deal. This was back in 06, 07 and so that type of thing I love listening to Marketplace's take on that because they break down the stuff I don't have a great understanding for a lot of that shit I have an idea just enough to kind of maybe talk about it over a drink somewhere but I like listening to them explain stuff to me and then bring it to a real world example and they've been on since 1989 uh, on NPR you can listen to them anywhere since like the late 80s I've been listening to them since at least 04 I listen to the podcast now because I get to time shift And listen to it when I want. I can go listen to the whole fucking week or whatever. Uh, It's a good show. It's entertaining. Another thing I like about Marketplace is just so many little touches. But one of them is the music that's on, like, the little interstitial music in between the segments and, like, in the background music. It's good stuff. They sell it. But it's just, I don't know, sometimes on NPR stuff, you just tend to get, like, that shitty, boring, you know, shitty music. It's exactly what you expect from NPR. Exactly what you'd expect from NPR they are much better and the other thing they do sometimes is world music they try and stick this broad cultural f- fuck you I'm, i live in america i don't want to hear fucking whatever i want american shit and it's modern and they go find like garage bands that are like a lot of the times i hear stuff on marketplace and then a couple years later i'm like holy fuck i heard that on marketplace you know and now they're like a fucking band wow so it's kind of yeah it's kind of it's a neat show I, I highly recommend Marketplace. I like it for like the macroeconomic type stuff. You can flip it on. It's like listening to the news involving Brexit or fucking. Tarp so, what is or, something
0: you learned about Market from Marketplace?
1: Oh man, I mean, there's a bunch of little things. I think the typical um, formula for an episode of Marketplace, and now they've spun out a few different shows. They have Marketplace Money, Marketplace, and then like this Inside the CEO Chair thing with with the host. But on Marketplace, it's only a half an hour. They'll usually do a couple of stories. They'll interview. So like around when the unemployment number comes out, they'll be talking. I mean, they've been on since 89, so they've been doing it for a long time. So they'll say, all right, the unemployment number has been talked about in Newsweek or on, in the New York Times or whatever. This is something people are talking about. This is what we think it means. This is what They'll tell you what the thing is. The unemployment number is non-farm people that are unemployed, that are still looking for work. And they'll go, the number has fucking shrunk. What they won't tell you is, They've changed the classification, meaning people that haven't considered themselves looking for work in six months or whatever have fallen off that list. They're still unemployed, but they've changed the number. And they go, So you're hearing someone talk about how that number has dropped. Let's talk to this analyst, and he'll tell you
0: what the deal is. And they so, what are this. those people classified as now?
1: Well, they just have all kinds of different experts. So, they'll have like a stock guy. They'll have, uh, they do have some people that come on a lot, but they have like real estate experts. They'll have, uh, people at the stock market. They'll have a guy that works for, uh, like Bernie Madoff was the guy who. I worked. mean, the
0: people that aren't looking for work anymore. What do they classify oh. those people as? Oh, they're like no longer participating. There's something fucking dead humans? Just kill them? No, the they sense? actually. They, they but just but say they, like. What's the term for them? If they're not there now. There is a term. I,
1: I don't know what it is, but there is a term. So basically, they've changed. And that's, that is something that actually happened that I learned. I was like, that sounds exactly like the fucking shit they would pull. To make it seem like unemployment's going oh, down. Oh, they do that with everything.
0: They do that with everything, yeah. Literally every single thing. That's why everyone has autism now, is because they changed what it means to have, to be autistic. So now it's just like, you're autistic, you're autistic. It's just, everyone's on the scale somewhere. on the spectrum. On the yeah. spectrum, yeah, that's exactly Yeah, what they you're say. on the spectrum of fucking autism. It's because it, they expand it, what it means or shrink what it means to get what they want out of the thing that they're trying it, to manipulate. Here's
1: another thing that in the beginning of the year, they did this thing where... When they had that big financial crisis, and they said we need to go crack down on these fucking the banks fucked up. They let all these bad investments out there. All these mortgages went south. People just walked away from them, and they blame it on the banks, which I've never really liked. You know what I mean? Because if if you if I go to the bank and they're going to lend me four hundred grand, and I can't afford four hundred grand, I, I, what I fucking sign a piece of paper? And now it's the bank's fault that I can't afford a thirty eight hundred dollar a month mortgage. Like fuck you! You can't blame on the bank. That's that fucking shithead, you know. But mm-hmm. then the bank does now own this house. I think the banks could be a lot smarter about how they deal with it. Instead of selling the fucking bank for pennies like it's worthless because mm-hmm. they're fucking idiots, why not have a, a just do a better job managing that? But anyway, during that period, I listened to a thing, and this was like a whole segment they did that was super interesting. It had Ben Bernanke, who was the federal uh, central bank fucking what do they call it? The Fed. He was the head of the Fed at the time, and then these two other fucking old horse guys, one of them was a politician, one of them was like an economist, and they talked about like how fucking close things came to like a major collapse. And then they looked at the rules, and they were always saying, we don't need to... Main Street's getting fucked up. We don't need to hurt Main Street. We need to go after Wall Street. And they were like, whoa. If Once you fuck with those guys, they're going to stop lending money. Then everyone gets fucking hurt. Mm-hmm. So we had to make sure... We did put the appropriate amount of safeguards in so people weren't able to hurt themselves by overextending themselves. Mm-hmm. And we had to do stuff to make sure that these guys got not slapped on the wrist, but they got enough punishment that they would change the regulation, you know, they would change the way they operated without being like, fuck this, and having big players get out of the business. Because at the end of the day, the people with the money, the people with the fucking levers being pulled, they go where the money is. As yeah. soon as you fucking shut an industry down and make it too tight, they go... Fuck you then. I'll go to this. Right. Oh, you don't like that? I'll go to jet boats. I don't give a fuck. I'll go to... I'll go to China. I'll go to China. I'm in China now. Yeah. Bye.
0: I'm Chinese now. So they're
1: they they they're like... It was just... A lot of the conversation was over my head, but what I did pick up, it was interesting. I was like, I didn't know it was that fucking touch and go. They were like, we could have had a major fucking depression. Mm-hmm. We could have had a major depression. You, you hear the news like, oh, the Fed's going to raise interest rates a quarter point. They're going to put regulations on this. They were like, you fucking people don't even know... How close it was. They don't get a massive fucking nobody gets anything.
0: That's why we ended up where we were. I know. And so nobody gets a fucking thing. That's that's why these guys get. If I tweak this little thing here, everything's gonna be fixed. All you hear is they're upping X, Y, Z. And you think it's going to fuck you somehow, but you just don't even comprehend how the whole thing. is. I'm operating. totally like
1: that. I, it sounds like we're both like that. Whenever I hear that, I go, oh, that's going to totally fuck me. No, I don't a think A guy in a Brooks all. Brothers suit's going to fucking make out. That's fucking taking money out of my pocket, giving it to that fucking. Right, that's
0: there, what I'm saying. That's how, how everyone feels about it. Right. But I don't even fucking think about it. You don't even think? Okay. Well. It's like, I mean, it's, it's so ridiculous to even, unless you, unless you divulge, unless you are just dedicating your life unless your to job is involved eco- in that economics. Shit. Yeah. It's it's such a it's like the same thing with politics. Unless your life is politics. So true. I wish people would fucking
1: get that in their heads these days. Because I get it this polarizing times, it's easy to not like the fucking president. Yeah. but once we go through that easy to guess what
0: you can slap any fucking anybody in, in that chair and guess what's gonna be different. Yeah. He just he just makes it easy. Yeah. And that's why
1: we're all fucking so, you know. The but anyway. The only
0: difference now is that you don't have every redneck in the country going, fucking Obama every five seconds. Now it's a <laughs> now it's a dude in fucking Birkenstocks going, tramp. It's just the fucking, it's the same shit.
1: Dude. No, you're right. Unless your job or like a big part of your life is dedicated to non-Facebook board bullshit in that field. It's just so your, meaningless. Your opinion is not as valuable as you might think. It's, limit the amount of yeah. fucking... Yeah. I'm totally with you on that. <laughs> but that's what I get from Marketplace. Like I said, I don't understand all of it, but I do like to kind of check in and at least makes me think like, I go, oh, that makes sense that that's how that works. I yeah. kind of get it, you know. Uh, another one, this one is more fun, I think. This is a show, there's a guy named Jim Cramer. This is actually what made me start thinking about this because... Mad Money. Mad Money. You know the show.
0: No. I just what said that. Mad, Mad, Mad Money Mad with
1: Jim Cramer. With who? Mad okay. Money with Jim Cramer. Sorry. It's on CNBC. Sorry. Started in 2005, it's on CNBC, which is kind of a dry network, a bunch of those shows are like guys sitting across from each other in suits with a lot of big <laughs> words, and it's kind of like a meet the press type of show, Isn't but they're talking about the
0: like money. is oh wait, MSNBC Money? It's like a separate, separate station?
1: Maybe, I don't know. What is CNBC
0: on? Well, there's... I what, think is it's that like, its own channel? I think it's MSNBC Money is like its own channel.
1: You love cockfighting. The tin can tequila, the filthy money, and the juice when Pollo Loco drops into the ring. I sure do. But you hate spending hours chasing down what was supposed to be a hot cockfight only to find two house cats in a box. Been there, done that. You don't want second-rate action. You want feathers flying and razor-sharp talons clawing excitement right into your veins. Now you're talking. Cocky is the all-new cockfight location app that will never steer you wrong. Thanks, cocky. We'll keep your thumb on the pulse of your local cockfighting Scene at home or when you're out and about. I never seem to find a good cockfight when I'm traveling for business. Cocky can let the other guys show up on Monday with nothing interesting to say. You will be holding court at the water cooler, regaling the ladies with the kind of excitement that only happens around a good cockfighting ring. Cocky does not condone the use of homemade alcohol or actual brushes with death. Cocky is a GPS location service app. Cannot be held responsible for deaths, rapes, or robberies that may occur from its use. Cocky, don't talk the talk. Be the cock of the walk.
0: A PopCo brand. Okay.
1: Well, this started on CNBC. Yeah. I don't know if that's the same thing as MSNBC. I think CNBC is a different NBC channel. And I think it was a pay channel, so you had to have cable to get this, and then it had to be in your package. MSNBC is kind of... I know it's basic cable, but it was kind of everywhere. Mm-hmm. So this is one off that, but he was on like a lot of the channels. You could get Jim Cramer, especially... I mean, probably right now, for sure. So he does this show... The difference with it is he kind of makes fun of it. He was a long-time uh, hedge fund manager, and he was also like a stockbroker for many years. He knows what he's talking about. He made a lot of money. Now he does this show. He brings CEOs on, and he talks to them. And he, his whole his whole beginning phrase is, welcome to... He talks 100 miles an hour. They have a soundboard. so It just makes it funnier. I mean, he's an old guy. He's not trying to kill like, you... And
0: now this is on podcasting.
1: Now, yeah, I listen to the actual. This is just the show. Now the show, the, podcast, the show is so.
0: on podcast because yeah. it's, it already sounds like a fucking drive time radio show. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but it's a great show,
0: though. I don't mm-hmm. want to sell it short. His he talks hundred miles an hour. He sways the market so he can make out. Well, see, that's the there was thing. you know there was like a big uh, conspiracy with that, is that I mean, he was he was saying things and doing things to like sway things in his favor i mean any
1: of those talking head guys on money shit they say stuff and the money yeah. goes in that direction yeah but i don't know he says because he's like he, he says has
0: sway he people are listening to him yeah but you have enough people listening you, to you, you know though from
1: looking at those sites where people are talking about money that they have to disclose i have a long position in this stock or i'm shorting this stock or i don't have any of this stock there's to say that at the end and his his uh positions on stuff are public you know and he's talking dude it's like a call-in show so you get a lot of people like hi this is isaiah cooper from kansas long time listener first And call jimmy like, that's great what do you like man let's talk to me and the guy will go um i invested some money in a wlix 100. what are you an idiot Wanted not even
0: help. my mother would invest in that and she is stupid next exactly he does one way or the other he goes
1: ah you know i really don't like that fintech is good you know the one i like is paypal i don't know if i like this other one I'd probably get off on that. Next call. Like that type of shit. But then he also does the long periods in the middle of that type of stuff where he's trying to explain to someone like me or someone like you about, you know, what's happening when, when stuff's happening. The Fed's raising interest rates, but it, but it's entertaining because he's like fucking screaming and he's got the soundboard. So he'll go, what do I think about uh, Tide? Bye, 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 bye. And there's like fucking sounds. <coughs> from like a break. Exactly. All that type of shit. It's funny though. And I like Jim Cramer. I think he's funny. It's worth it. It helps me understand like this isn't like macro stuff and now he's talking about like why did nabisco stock drop three bucks why is nabisco here and and fucking i don't know johnson and johnson went up and he's talking about in the energy sector this is happening when oil does this this is happening that's why i would go with microsoft over fucking amd chips or he's always talking about that type of shit you know it's well, the two very stuff.
0: different things
1: the stock stuff is yeah right no, i'm talking about amd chips and microsoft AMD and Intel is what I meant to say. Right. So he's always comp- you know, AMD and Intel. He's always talking about Fang, mm-hmm. which is are you familiar with the acronym Fang? Facebook, Apple, Netflix, Google. They're like the fucking. Netflix superstars. is in there. Yeah. Anyhow, Facebook, Apple, Netflix is in there. Netflix is in there, baby. They're fucking. But shouldn't and it be now-
0: Microsoft shouldn't it be Fang?
1: FANG? No, these are like the big stocks. that. Do you, do you have an, an Microsoft idea? Microsoft
0: is in over 80% of everyone's portfolio who owns stocks.
1: Actually, it's F-A-A-N-G. I know, but it's not as volatile as these ones. It's F-A-A-N-G because it's Apple and Amazon. So, so it's right. FANG, but it's FANG. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google, which is now Alphabet. Alphabet. But they have they coined it when they were still Google, so it's FANG. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Are you sure it's, it's Netflix? 1,000% sure it's Netflix. Sure it's not... Uh... Do you know how much Amazon stock is at, by the way, right now? Fucking ridiculous. Almost $1,000? $2,000. Yeah. Fucking $2,000. Yeah, per, for one share. They're literally taking over the world. I remember when Walmart came out, it started really blowing up, like, I don't know, early 90s. Everyone was scared. It's going to run all these stores out of business, which it kind of did. Amazon is like... It's going to crush Walmart. It's going to crush all kinds of industries at the same time. It's like Germany taking on the fucking. Like Norm MacDonald said, Germany wanted to get into a war. And who do they choose in their adversary? The world. The world. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's what fucking Amazon is doing right now. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. They're taking over everything.
1: But I do like Mad Money. And they just had. I worked for this company in Maine uh, for seven years, from '04 to 011, before I moved here. It was a company called Red Express, now called Wex. And I was listening to Jim Cramer, and he said, we just had the CEO of Wex on here yesterday. We love that company. And I had to go listen to it, and it was like a point of pride, because he has all the big fucking CEOs on there, man. All these big Fortune 500 companies, they love to come on. If they have a problem, Jim Cramer has them come on, and he goes, what's going on, man? Your stock is going down. Everyone said you're a fucking liar. You're doing this. Everything's going shitty. AMD's eating you up. What's going on? And then they have to sit there and do their three-minute fucking pitch. Oh, uh,
0: well, Jim, huh? He's <laughs> it's getting hot in here. <laughs> <It's getting laughs> hot in here.
1: here. huh, Jim. Huh? They like to keep it. <coughs> uh, no, I mean, those, that's what those assholes get paid to do, is you can throw anything at them, mm-hmm. and they can fucking churn it back up and spit it out in a nice bullshit business This is their spokesman thing. for... That's their key skill. If yeah. you're going to be one of those high-flying CEOs, that's your chief skill, is mm-hmm. bullshit. They're good at it. Sometimes, even if I don't like the guy, I listen to it and I go... God damn it. That was such an acidic question that got thrown at him. Anyway, great question, Jim. Hey, how come you and your company fucking suck so bad and you try to kill uh, my kids? look,
0: well, you know what? A lot of times we're out there. We're, we all have mothers too, so we're not
1: fucking any of them. And uh, we're trying to. We love to... mothers. We love mothers. And mothers are being killed all the time, and it really bothers us. But this is what's important to our country and our company. It's all aligned. Everyone's good. We take care of our people. We take care of you. Here's 10 bucks. I'm wearing a really expensive suit. It just happened? Did
0: he just kiss me? Yeah, why, it's, it's ridiculous.
1: It's, sometimes it's a fucking thing of beauty to watch these guys spin that shit because you, you just got to bow down when you see someone that's that good at bull spinning fucking gold out of bullshit. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? That's fucking America, that's man. What's they're... more America than that? The other show, this one, I, it has been a long time radio show. I never listened to it on the radio because I only got into it a few years ago. But it has been on forever, dude. And I remember hearing about it in a... What got me into it is I remember hearing a... A uh, documentary between five and ten years ago that was about people overspending in America. I think it's called like Overspend or Over the Line or something. And in it, a trucker, uh, basically his wife was at home going nuts with credit cards. She just had like a spending thing, and he started listening to this guy Dave Ramsey. You know Dave Ramsey. Mm-hmm. He's listening to Dave Ramsey, and he's calling her. He's like, baby. I'm going to make all this stuff go. We're going to get on a budget. We're going to do this. This guy is really smart. You start listening to him. I'm going to be home in like three weeks. And then he started getting into it. And she was like, fuck, I've been spending all this money. She's hiding all these credit card receipts and shit. She doesn't know what she's going to do because now this guy actually gives a shit about his money. And she ended up driving her fucking car into the fucking lake and killing herself. They didn't even even find her for like however the fuck long. Then when they found her, they were like, she clearly killed herself. She's in a fucking car by herself with the doors locked. Then they found all these shoeboxes with the fucking things and they put it together. They were like, fuck. My wife had such a problem that I came on so strong with this fucking plan. I felt really bad. So I was like.
0: Dave Ramsey killed a lady?
1: Well, you know, I mean, I would say. You know, I'm really good at, at
0: drawing the lines and connecting the dots here, and I see what you're laying down. Jeff Ramsey is a murderer. Here's, the thing, I here's a murderer. the thing I
1: don't like about Dave Ramsey. It's a very short list. He's a murderer? He's a super Christian fundamentalist. So mm-hmm. he reads like Psalms and shit in the middle. You can't. You can't be at peace until you can walk with the man, the king, or whatever the fuck, it, that type of shit. Or he'll every once in a while do like yeah. this ecclesiastical fucking thing. So I'm, you know me. I'm kind of anti-religion. I'm not a huge fan of that. But I don't mind it because he is actually talking clear stuff. And his plan is super simple. He's talking to an average American saying, don't have debt. He's got this really cool little slogan at the beginning where he says, Welcome to the Dave Ramsey Show, where the paid-off home mortgage has taken over the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. He says that, like, fucking ten times every hour. I like that. That's fucking smart. He's always like, don't owe any money. It's a call-in show. People call and go, hey, Dave, uh, I have some questions. Uh, I owe $85,000. he goes, okay, okay, how much do you make? And what's the debt? And he just asks, like, the basic questions, the same shit over and over. And he goes, how much is your car payment? $600? Son? What the hell's wrong with you? You make $29,000 a year. You present... Yeah, Dave, I didn't think about... Okay, first thing, sell that car. Get a second job. Pay the other shit off. And you just got like a simple plan. And just listening to it somehow, it, it makes me be like, why am I fucking pissing money away? I buy fucking coffee all the time. I go out to eat too much. Why do I got to buy this when I already have that? Why can't I fix it? You know what I mean? And it just reminds me of that. And it's just I don't know what the word is, but I enjoy listening to the fucking guy. It helps me fucking batten down the hatches. So those three I've been listening to for years. Mad Money is just fun and because it's like you get to kind of get a little of that in-and-out stock shit. Dave Ramsey just because it's fucking sound advice, man. Everyone should listen to that shit once in a while. And then Marketplace just because you know, it allows me to feel like I know what I'm talking about. So at a party I can say, oh, I know what's going on with the fucking Google... IPO, bam, I listened to it for fucking 10 minutes. That's you know? right,
0: I got that fucking IPO. For like two days,
1: Then after that I'm like, I can't
0: remember what the fuck that was. Uh, right, now you gotta, what do they come out, weekly? Yeah, Marketplace
1: is daily, fucking love it. Dave Ramsey, daily, like three hours a day. Mad Money, fucking daily. All of these shows are daily. All of them are daily. They just, that's what they do, man. Jim Cramer has a half hour show every night, call-in show. Dave Ramsey is on the radio out of fucking Tennessee, three hours a day, dude. And then uh, Marketplace is a little half-hour NPR show that's on every fucking morning. So, I mean, I don't listen to them all every day. In fact, I'll go chunks of time. Like, I haven't been listening to Marketplace so much. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's just good to pay attention to the fucking money, man. We're all going to work all day trying to
0: get a little Might something. as well. It affects all of us. It affects
1: all of us, man. That is
0: something that affects us, is money. I think we'll maybe start listening to a little Jeff, a little... Uh, not Dave Ramsey. Um, Mad Money. That'd be fun.
1: Mad Money is fun. Yeah, I definitely recommend it. Would love to hear from anybody if you guys are listening to any of those. Because these are all... None of these are like fucking secret shows. They're all fucking huge listening bases. They've yeah. all been on for fucking decades. Mm-hmm. Would love to hear. Road soda mail at Xmail? At Gmail. Ymail. Hey, y Ymail. Which I is, a, to, real thing, so it is a real a thing. It is a real thing. It is a real thing. But yeah, it didn't go anywhere. RoadSodaMail at gmail.com. You listen to Mad Money Marketplace or Dave Ramsey. And if not, why not? It's your money.
0: That was the whole thing. I know it happens a little quicker each time. A little easier. Goes down a little smoother. Greg, what'd you learn? That was that was a fun app. I enjoyed that. I learned.
1: That's 73% of the universe is dark energy. I don't know what that means, but it seems
0: ominous. Mm-hmm. Dark yeah, no, energy. I don't, nobody knows what that is. It's right. the opposite. The absence of energy. What is energy? Energy. Energy? Did you ever how, see that? How do they even know? If they don't even know what the fuck it is, how can they say 73%? What because it's just missing, it's just missing numbers Like they put together an equation And then there's just so like they weigh, a we've of a, the universe, there's like a piece of pie yeah. And there's a lot of weight missing There's a lot of stuff missing, it should be much heavier <laughs> We're thinking most of it is in Spanx Some kind of universal Spanx <laughs> the universe is in Spanx And some kind of Spanx and it's, and it's I like that, that's a theory <laughs> that I have not heard of yet But I like that, it the, accounts for the dark theory. angel. The universe, if the universe took a picture of itself It would be from a high angle Up c- over its head the sun, off. Is,
1: the sun is right now on the edge of the muffin top, but when the spanks come down, we're gonna be—it's a super spank supernova, and we'll be engulfed.
0: Mm-hmm. If the, the, the universe is like one of those girls that takes pictures for dating websites. She knows all those right angles. <laughs> she knows how to. So, I learned that there are seven hundred thousand podcasts. That's a lot. I also learned more off-air than on-air <laughs> that 2,000 podcasts are created each week, 350 a day. I think those numbers don't really add up because I think they were those two statements. Those two I think different times came maybe. out at different times. Yeah. But uh, still crazy numbers. It's somewhere around there. So if you find yourself landing on Road Soda and listening to Road Soda... K, congratulations, you've won the lottery. You've won the, the fucking The chance lottery. was infinitesly small. Here you are. Uh, thank you for coming. Thank you for showing up. It just reminds me of like the Rick and Morty where they are just watching like the TV and it's just like an infinite number of TV channels. It's kind of like that. <laughs> it's just an infinite number of podcasts. Jesus Christ. Anyway, here we are, folks. If you ever want to write into our show... You can do so by writing into road soda mail at gmail.com. And why would you want to write in? Maybe to comment on uh, Instant Hotel. The new Millennial Book Club segment or assignment is Instant Hotel. So you can write in and. Um, or maybe you want to pile on about how much Anima sucked and how yeah, much you hated it. That would be great. If you guys could just uh, suck my jag on and tell me how much <laughs> Anima sucked, that would be wonderful. And uh, you could do that at Road Soda Mail. And if you do that, then you get a special Millennial Book Club postcard. We have two different postcards we hand out, and that is one of them. It's just a fun little thing to get. So, uh, yeah, send your stuff to Mail at gmail.com. And... Follow us everywhere. Subscribe. Uh, follow us at Road Soda Podcast. At Road Soda Podcast. On Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. At Road Soda Podcast. Subscribe wherever you are listening. Leave a review. Tell your friends. We're just trying to get more people in here. We got a lot of room. We got a lot of room in here. We're trying to get more people. Trying to have uh, see what we can do. And, you know, if
1: you do email... Do it early. You don't want to do it too late. Mm-hmm. Those, those cell phone vibes are not good for you late at night. Keeps you up, fucks with the brain waves, whatnot. Do yourself a favor this week. Get to bed early. Look at the clock right now. You can probably go to bed now. You'll be refreshed in the morning. Get yourself enough enough sleep. It will change your, your fucking, fucking life. life.
0: Lately, I've been so alone.